Uh. Live from Cool Boys Central. You can be the boss down there. I'm boss up here. Hold your dicks and rub your tits. Or you'll be ice cold. Here come the cool boys. Just a young boy. What? <gasps> what? <gasps> so cool. Cool? Cool. So cool. Oh, good for you. Yeah. I see cool boys. All right. Greetings, cool fuckboy nation. Greetings, cool boy nation, and welcome to another throwaway installment of the Throwawayian Boys podcast, formerly yes. known as the Cool Boys podcast. You know what they always like to say? Edition, edition. Edition. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. Edition, yeah. Formerly known as the Cool Boys podcast. Edition. You That's know right. what they always like to say, or you know what I always like to say, just like Warner Brothers does with Batman, we are milking the fuck out of Throw Alien. True. I'm, I'm selling out Felk. And I'm selling out Ballard. Uh. So sellouts. Yeah, we're, I guess, <laughs> if people haven't figured it out, we're using a naming convention of Batman movies, and we might need to abandon that as the dark <laughs> Throw Alien rises will probably fuck up our seo quite a bit although it's let's throw away lead in the title we want to make sh- yep. make it clear to the listeners what they're getting because somebody looks and it's like i want to hear about throw alien podcast oh it's a throw alien podcast episode and a throw alien returns is that because throw alien returned yeah it must be but forever what does that mean and then because we're doing it forever but this episode it, it has significance this one is throw alien and coach because we are going to try to see if we can figure out the identity of coach before we continue on with the archived throw alien comets thread or what remains of it yeah and i wanted to call the episode throw alien and throbbing that would not have helped our <laughs> seo it's very clear it's very it's very obvious what that episode is about throbbing robin yeah, yeah uh that's based on the gay porn film batman and throbbing oh yeah that was a great one that was a good one was it? Wasn't that the one where it was just like trash, trash bags? bags. <laughs> yeah, there's trash and bags like in the background. Dollar store fucking Batman costumes. Yeah, the Batcave was like a bunch of like trash bags taped like up to the walls and everything. It was amazing. I think it it was my favorite. But I think also, didn't we watch Captain America? Captain America. Ma- oh, that's right, Captain America. Yeah. It also had trash bags. For the uh, Red Skull's, like, lair was trash bags. Oh, the makeup on Red Skull was amazing. It was. Red Skull fuck. (laughs) That was was his name. Oh, my God. What was Bucky's name? Bucky fucky fucky Bucky? Well, uh, yeah. Let's move on to throw aliens. (laughs) I guess. Okay. Yay. (laughs) Let's do it. All right. So, um, let's get into some speculation right now. Some stuff that's coming up July 18th. So, according to throw aliens final posts... Um, the very last post uh, he did, which we covered on our Throwaway Alien Returns episode, uh, he did discuss that he had a bunch of Cheers named f- characters uh, that he was hiding the identity of his friends. Uh, Sam had passed away. Um, uh, Diane had uh, been taken back to the planet with Jack uh, for Jack and Diane. Um, and then uh, Coach, however, Coach is a famous celebrity who's gained notoriety in the last seven years, roughly. And is a major celebrity that thinks that he's so big, and we, we think it's a he because uh, Throw Alien uses he. He uses uh, he, yeah. Describing him. Yeah. Um, and he thinks, he thinks, Coach thinks he's so big that he can't possibly be taken away on July 18th. And 
what you have to assume is that coach, whoever this is, will be a celebrity that will have gone missing on July 18th or a few days after once you, once they realize that they've gone missing or will have quote unquote died just before July 18th or on July 18th. It, sometimes they might die beforehand so they can get their affairs in order before you know joining the aliens and fly, or the friends of friends, excuse me. These aliens are called friends of friends. Yeah, they okay, so the aliens let let's unpack there. The aliens are called friends of friends. The yep. uh, coach is a celebrity who may have been famous before when the original throwaway alien was written but he's gotten way more famous since then so we're looking at a popularity spike uh between what july uh, sorry 2014 and now 2021 uh guardians of the galaxy (laughs) came out yeah you you suggested chris pratt while reading it the timing might not work out we're tonight we are going to try to ascertain the identity of coach now another thing we some housekeeping we should say is that this this information is coming to us from uh reddit's mega thread regarding throwaway alien and traveler and the Mm. reason for it is uh, well the top post regarding throwaway regarding throwaway alien and traveler all future posts about them will be removed. So if you want to continue the discussion about them, this is where you should do it. And we're going to have to deal with that later because, yeah, the original throw alien thread is gone, correct? Yeah, uh, everything except um, just their main original comment, their big body of text that we read um, in our very first episode, and I think their uh, goodbye text that was done in the last uh, few weeks. Um so just those main bodies of text, but their comments, Throwalian's comments, the, all the comments to all the questions that they were asked, deleted. And that has happened since our last episode has aired. So it's a little convenient that we start milking this cow and the cow starts getting angry. Well, milking is, is raping cows, according to uh, uh, Joaquin Phoenix's Oscar speech. Is it really? Oh my god! Well, he I says the fact that. that we, you know, that humans think that rape is okay, which we don't, by the way, Joaquin, uh, is because we we also milk and farm animals, just oh. like the aliens. Just think of throw alien as a as a tool, as something to be studied, and as an experiment. Maybe Jack and Gina cared a little bit about him, but they don't really seem to care too much about his person, how he's doing as a person. Right, it's just a, an asset. Just like cows are, and, and, Frank, and, and just this, like the Cool Boys podcast is kind of it's in some ways, for sure. To, to our new fans, to this, if you're listening to this for the first time, Jack and Gina are aliens, friends of friends. So Jack is uh, one, and Gina's the other. Now Throwaway also believes that when Jack and Gina left and came back, that Gina came back slightly different. Well, we are and just he, <laughs> repeating all the information. Yeah. We but we are we milking to, this. We're, we're, it's a previously on right now. Previously, previously on. Previously on. So Gina 2.0 dun, 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 is this new Gina. Dun, dun. Previously on the cool. So now you know all the characters. We got Throwaway Alien, Coach, Jack, Diane, Gina, and Sam. But Sam has passed away. Okay, Sam's, so- oh, and, and Coach oh. was got so big when he was famous, he didn't even go to Sam's funeral. It's like he That's didn't right. even, doesn't even have time for this fucking Sam guy. That really upset Throwaway. That's upset Throwaway, who, who's kind of got a thing against, uh, against Coach. Who's only named Coach because he was picking names for Cheers. Coach is not a clue. Right, and and uh, he was picking names of Cheers because apparently he was watching Cheers 
about the time that he was uh, like rewatching Cheers about the time that he was uh, doing his original post. Well, they remastered it for Netflix. It looks great. Oh, Throwaway, you hear about that? Looks great. Yeah, also, if Throwaway, Throwaway Alien, if you're listening to us, we are available at the Cool Boys Podcast at gmail.com. We use a secure encrypted server <laughs> called Google, and uh, you can email us and, and, and talk to us and reach out. Or if anyone just wants to pretend to be Throwaway Alien, we won't know the difference. Also, mm-hmm. Vulcan13, who created this mega thread and seems to be moderating it, uh, if you're listening to us, reach out. The Cool Boys Podcast at gmail.com. We always see it at the end of the show. Maybe no one ever gets there or scrolls down on our description to get our email thing. But with this new influx of listeners, we'd like to talk to you. Um, you should post this in a Reddit thread then. Like just post a link, be like, oh my god, this is like a really good podcast. I mean you could do it. <laughs> no. All right, so let's do the coach theories and just generalized sort of Wadelian theory. So what is on this thread, felt Why don't you go why don't we go and alternate? Uh no, no, you're you're the reader. I'll just do commentary. Okay. And it sounds better when it comes from you anyways. I, I didn't mind being the other commenters when it came to throwaway to help keep throwaway's voice. Yeah. Well, I'll have to do different voices there. This is so this 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 investigation this this investigation as to who coach is which includes a profile of him which may debunk my Chris Pratt theory which of course I came up with while reading and just thinking of a celebrity who got famous around that time and uh has no real holding or water but I will de- <laughs> defend it as you know good what as I, always I can. Thought, you know what I always thought you, you said Chris Pratt and I liked it but I never really gave a uh, through a, a, a name in the hat. I, I kind of thought Michael B. Jordan when I first read it. Hmm. That's interesting. He's not the right age remotely based on what we're going to find out because he's even younger than Chris Pratt, I assume. Oh, he's way younger. Yeah, he was like a little boy in The Wire. We'll find Great out. Great character. We'll look, we'll, we'll, we're going to look into both ages, names, and celebrity status. But Michael B. Jordan didn't have one thing that made him blow up. It was a series of movies. Whereas with Chris Pratt, he went from guy on Parks and Rec to superstar with Guardians. Okay. Sure. All right. So this this thread begins with no gums post. I feel <gasps> bad for that person for not having any gums. Oh. Anyone got guesses on who the quote unquote coach person could be? I thought that was an interesting detail of an of a abductee becoming famous. LMFAO. Curious Seven Cat is the one who introduces the David Harbor theory, saying, could it possibly be David Harbor? He's 46 and only really started becoming recognized after 2016 being in Stranger Things and Suicide Squad. Yeah. He's a pretty significant character in the show. Not in Suicide Squad. But I guess he's not super famous. I I don't know. IDK. Edit. Also, just looked at his Wikipedia page. The section, the section about his personal life is kind of interesting. It makes me wonder. Oh, wait. Continue that thread. Let's do it. Yeah. So this, this, this according to Uranium Rooster, this, this uh, part from the Wikipedia page is uh, who, Uranium Rooster says, yeah, you're right. The little bit of personal info on there really does fit well. This is from his Wikipedia page, apparently. Harbor has believed in several religions, including Catholicism, and Buddhism. However, now he does not believe in the quote-unquote paranormal and believes people create a life with dot 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 consciousness. Hmm. He also once believed in ghosts, but now does not. 
Uh, that's the only thing from the Wikipedia page that's referenced in this thread. So I don't know why that's really that fucking significant. But uh, I mean, I, I know that obviously uh, Throw Alien went into the whole thing where maybe religion is a significant motive motivator in, in their studying us because they yeah, don't get cool. religion and maybe they're trying to figure out why we have religion because maybe we're right and there is a God. Well, not just not just they like like the friend of friends, but the way it was presented, it sounded like kind of if you want to call them the Galactic Federation because that's the terminology that's been used in the news. The Galactic Federation, um, like if if they exist, then they monitor according to Throwalian seven planets roughly that all have simple problems like quote unquote we have, and COVID three of those th th three of those prob uh, planets. Um, are like incredibly interesting because they believe in deities and uh, and don't understand their actual reality around them or something like that. And um, that's uh, that we yeah, one of them is us and and the, because the, their belief is that there is an actual center of the universe and out of three planets we have a one in three chance of being the center of the universe according to throw alien. What if here's here's the thing that I never really thought of. I'm an atheist, but I was raised Catholic, apparently like David Harbour. And uh, I always assumed that, like, yeah, there could be aliens. I mean, it, evolution, planets, life begins on a planet, evolves. Statistically speaking, in terms of the distance between planets, it's unlikely that aliens have visited Earth. But what the fuck do we know? You know, we went from the, the Wright brothers to the moon landing in like 50 fucking years and and uh, insane insane yeah, it's like it's only possible that there's some mode of travel travel that we haven't figured out yet so totally possible but if there's aliens definitely there's also not jesus it's like one or the other like there's no modern religion got it kind of right and also there's aliens on other planets that never really meshes together but what if the 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 big twist because Earth is in life is now just a fucking drama slash reality show. There's got to be South a fucking. Park. There's got to be a fucking big twist. And what the big twist is that Jesus was an alien, and uh, that that was one of their attempts to. Uh, that's why the, these aliens, not not a friend of friends, some other alien species, which has long died out. The friends of friends are trying to find, you know, God, the God planet. It's kind of right. like, you know, like, and it seems like, yeah, I mean, it's only 2,000 years ago. They've been coming since the pyramids. They know that. But as we recently found out, uh, Darkseid had his army on Earth and knew that Earth had the anti-life equation, got defeated, and then forgot where the anti-life equation was until Steppenwolf oh found it. So Is Darkseid coming and bringing the old ways on July 18th? Maybe, well, Darkseid has been around since the 1950s, whenever he was created. But he speaks to, you know, a concept that's been around your Raws, your, your fucking semi-not-malevolent god that's that's coming someday. And, and uh, maybe he just forgot where Earth is. And, and July 18th is their planned, 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 planned return day. I don't know. I just want to talk about the Snyder Cut. I'm tired of talking about throw alien. Oh no! You just lost out. You just lost all our listeners. They're gone. Um, They've been listening to our Snyder Cut episode. So remember, throw alien also <clears throat> did say that essentially it's a way station that is inhabited uh, by <clears throat> the friends of friends. They did not build the way station, as far as he understood, and 
it's been there for a lot longer than them and that they may have defeated or taken this way station uh, or this control room or this uh, operating tower or this, you know, lookout post, whatever version of it is, um, you know, this forward command operating base that the, you know, friend of friends, aliens are inhabiting uh, was built by someone else. Like, you know, um, what, what is in Halo? They're called like uh, the... Covenant. No, no, not the Covenant. The Fords or the... Oh, shit. It's the people the that built the... No, the people that beat, built the ring. It's like the it's the the grander, like gods in Halo. The, 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 the <sighs> fucking Halo. The Covenants. The the aliens are currently an antagonist. This bunch of different species. The flood no, is like not... a disease. Oh God, what am I drawing a blank on? I don't know. On Halo, it's it, it's like the, oh God, the it's not the flood. It's not it's not it's not anybody you come in contact with. It's the people that uh, literally built. Like the rings. Like yeah, the they're ancient, ancient aliens. Yeah, I know. Yes, yeah. And like you have them as like, you know, Celestials and Marvel and whatnot. Um, so maybe something like that is what actually built, uh, you know, this way station and is watching over them. But it's interesting to think that a lot of people have, you know, or a lot of aliens, a lot of different life forms have potentially had been monitoring this planet for a long time. All right. Well, while you look at that, I'll, I'll go into get into Uranium Rooster's further research. Uranium Rooster says, I went through Thoral Whalian's mentions of Coach to get a rough profile, like mind hunters. <laughs> it's not much to work with, but I present for the interested. Forerunners, <clears throat> the forerunners. That's right, yeah. So this is from Thoral Whalian. Uh, I met Coach first. He's about my age, and he is he's about my age. That's significant. And he's we from never the got to these comments, by the way. This is new content for us. Oh, really? We never, there's so many comments from his, from his uh, post seven years ago. We have barely cracked the surface to so many of them. There's stuff that's about the pyramids that's really interesting. There's stuff about an ancient uh, civilization he thinks might be Russia or Northern Europe. Some people speculate could have been a, actually Northern America well, before it was you know wiped out. We'll get to it, some of that tonight, and we'll get to, we'll have to leave some of that sure. for next episodes. We got four more episodes until July 18. But what we never even got in, in any of our throwaway lean episodes is when he first describes his friends. Hmm. Uh, uh, Jack, oh no, sorry, uh, Sam, Diane, and Coach. Yeah, Jack's an alien. Yeah, Jack's an <clears> alien. <throat> Alright, so, he said, I met Coach first, he's about my age, and he is from the U.S., but I don't think I should say any more about where he's from. He is a minor celebrity. So this is from the, the first round of comments from the first, po first post. Seven years ago. Yeah, seven years ago. He's a minor celebrity, actually. So best just leave it at that. He has been up a few times by the time we met. Now, Uranium Rocher says, for reference, in this very first comet, Throwalian says, I was first abducted in 1987. I was 12 years old. All right, 1975. This, so. this does kind of rule out my Chris Pratt theory and your Michael B. Jordan theory. Definitely. Well, see, because we never got to this content. Yeah, I know. Well, I mean, we wouldn't have remembered. <laughs> no, probably not. Uh, since this is a... Uranium rooster. Since we don't know his birthday or the exact date of the abduction, this puts throwaway alien around 45 to 47 years old. Coach is likely in that range as well, possibly a bit older since he'd been abducted first. I, I guess that checks out. Uh, now onto the more recent post. Uh, okay. So this is from throwaway aliens. Second post. He pretends this is talking about coach. I assume he pretends like none of this is real and that it never happens. I know that they are still taking him up. 
He is really famous now. Not just sort of famous, but very, very famous. I know he's af- and I know that he's afraid of what this could do to his career. Yeah, that would really End hurt it. David yeah. Harbour's career if people found out he had been abducted by aliens. <clears throat> he had just a couple of lucky breaks, and that's the only difference between him and Sam, or even between him and I. I also know that, yeah, maybe. I mean, cast on Parks cast, and, and Rec, uh, cast in Guardians. Although the age, I think maybe Chris Pratt's debunked. I also know that, Co- this is uh, this is a throwaway line. I also know that Coach was in the same group as me and that we, that eventually they were going to take him back with them. I bet he thinks he's safe from that now because he's so seen everywhere and they wouldn't dare to take up a celebrity. All right, Chris so. Pratt is 41, by the way. Chris Pratt's 41 years old. That's not that far off, then. It isn't. Nope. It makes me feel good that knowing that Chris Pratt's older than me, too, by the way. <clears throat> He's still getting work. So, to summarize, this is from Uranium Rooster. To summarize, here's what we know. He's American, an American male, approximate age 47 to 45 to 47 years old possibly a bit older seems unlikely he'd be above 50 but he could be 41 minor mm-hmm. celebrity status in 2013 like being the fifth or sixth build on a semi-successful office sort of spinoff much more famous and successful now may owe success to what could be seen as a couple of lucky breaks like uh, Kevin Feige saying he didn't like Glenn Howerton as Star-Lord which was James Gunn's original casting, and saying, try Chris Pratt, Chris Pratt. And uh, James Gunn saying, you mean the fat guy from Parks and Rec? Wow, yeah, lucky. Uh, Currently still being abducted, but pretends it isn't happening. May disappear without a trace if the friends of friends take him away, possibly within the next few weeks. Hang on a second. So just talking about Chris Pratt, because he's 41, not too far off. Um... We found a clip recently, I showed this to you, Felk, I texted it to you, where Chris Pratt was doing a um, press junket um, for some morning talk show with, for so I think it was uh, either British or Australian, with Kurt Russell, and they were talking about uh, an alien encounter, this is years ago, right, this is for Guardians Volume 2, and... Uh, they're talking about an alien a UFO encounter uh, that a pilot saw in Arizona uh, on his approach. He saw these lights and whatnot. And out of nowhere, uh, Kurt Russell ends it and he goes, and the tail number of that plane was, you know, and he reads it off. He's just by memory. And he goes, and the pilot was me. And everyone's like blown away. Like everyone's like, wait, that was fucking you. And he goes, yeah, I never even like, you know, I, I, I you know, called it in. Um, I didn't put my name into it. This was anonymous, and then I flew home. And he told his son was there, so his son experienced the same thing. And he told his uh, wife Goldie Hawn. And then one day he saw it randomly in the news, shocked the hell out of him. He's like, "Oh my God, that's that's me." And so, anyways, why is that important? He's sitting down right next to Chris Pratt, and the whole time, Chris Pratt's like trying to be like, eh, "Whatever, whatever." And then when the whole thing wrapped up, and it was all odd and weird that this random account that the host was talking about for different UFO encounters was actually Kurt Russell. Chris Pratt, like, kind of played it off, like, eh, I don't want to talk about this. I know yeah, too much. So, yeah, I, I watched that. It was just like, this is more about Kurt Russell than Chris Pratt. And Kurt Russell is too old to be coach. He would be a great coach, though. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, in the movie. And Kurt Russell, he only got big in 2013, though. Yeah, he wasn't famous before that. No, Kurt Russell was in nothing. A couple, couple lucky breaks around 2013, 2014, Kurt Russell took off. So, some speculation from uh, Uranium Rooster. 
It seems likely Coach would have a troubled past as he came to terms and learned to live with it in his life as an abductee. Uh, seems to use his career as an escape, prioritizing it and his image above his abductee friends. May come across as a bit of a workaholic now. Hmm. Chris Pratt has been busy. Likely keeps his personal life private as well. We don't even know Chris Pratt's political affiliations. He never tweets about pride or anything else. <clears throat> this is lining up more than I thought it would. No mention of any family, but Throwalian does mention some of the other abductees' families, so it seems like if Coach had a wife or kids, that he might have said so. I'm guessing Coach is single, or at least not settled down. Now, Chris Pratt is married. I don't know about he David Harbour. Wait, he was married uh, to Anna Ferris and had a kid, uh, I think a son with Anna Ferris. Yeah. And now he's married to Schwarzenegger's daughter, right? I think so, yeah. I'm always confused by that, because her last name's Schwarzenegger, but people don't like... Talk like, isn't she? Is she Arnold Schwarzenegger's daughter? Yeah. Um. But here's the thing. When you when you do see like Chris Pratt's like you know uh, social media get represented in in you know in the news or whatever on podcasts, um, he does seem to be the kind of person who's able to continue to live the way he wants to live. Uh, he like hunts and shit, and you know, cleans out his own meat and stuff like that. And I think that kind of that's a that's a, a an interesting perspective because that seems like somebody that I think others could see as single when it's more just like they're able to be who they are. Okay, well now we go into one of the the threads which was um, sorry I gotta go back here. Uh, this the member I said Chris Pratt while reading just made the fuck up. And that but, was all, and this was all new to you as you were reading it, just so we're all clear. Yes, too. I never. I, this that was on the fly. But Great Brown Bear said it's got to be an actor in their for, in their forty plus who was kind of famous in twenty fourteen, but is now really famous in twenty twenty one. A.K. says maybe Jared Leto. He was gone for a while before the pandemic started. He did uh, no. disappear for a little bit. Yeah, but I feel like Jared Leto was always really, really famous, just to a certain crowd, especially. Now, 22... and, and my so-called life was made him pretty big. Yeah. Now I don't remember. I think it was re- in thirty returns. seconds to Mars. Thirty seconds to Mars. Ooh. What does he know? Oh my god! Amazing. He asked them. He asked Jack or Gina, "How long does it take to get to Mars?" And they go thirty se- Thirty seconds. Thirty seconds. Uh, but after the Jared Leto speculation, so not twenty-two days ago, which may have been before. Uh, we recorded our episode uh, Throw Alien Returns and I, I made that speculation. It might have been after. I'm not sure. Said, so not said. Would Chris Pratt fit the bill? <gasps> he was kind of famous with Parks and Rec. But he's definitely on another level now. Guardians of the Galaxy came out in 2014. I looked it up. August 2014. So the timelines almost fit. Great Brown Bear responds, Chris Pratt's alien invasion movie, to The Tomorrow War, also curiously comes out on July 2nd. And Twin Lamp said, this would mean Guardians is loosely autobiographical. Oh, and Mira, shit. And Miralek said, no, it would not. What? I, I, I think there's a little bit of connection there. I can see what they mean by that. Now, there's debunking. You're joking, though, said. I don't think so. Having a wife, kid, ex-wife, having to film constantly, he's pretty much accounted for 100% of the time. True. I think it's someone who disappears now and then, which would be which would apply to Jared Leto, which makes me think of a recording artist since they can go dark and everyone assumes they're working on an album. 
Ballard, when did Jared Leto be- go from being sort of famous to very famous? See, I think it depends, but like I Dallas think Buyers pretty- Club. No, I mean, I guess maybe, but my so-called life, I thought he got pretty famous in Thirty Seconds of Mars. He was pretty famous for that, and I thought he got like people. I, I mean, I don't know. I guess I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm skewed a little bit because like I'll pay attention to random actors in films like in Fight Club and go, oh, that character Angel's played by Jared Leto. Interesting, and like that that's a big deal to me. And like to anyone else like watching Fight Club, maybe they didn't even realize Jared Leto's in the movie. Um, so I don't know. But I, I would have assumed that he's always famous. It wouldn't really match up with Jared Leto. But I can see what they're saying. Well, in like, terms of Chris Pratt, Great Brown Bear says he used to live as a homeless person on beaches in Maui before he got roles as an actor. This guy's had an interesting life. So responses from that, yeah, but wouldn't he be too young? Uh, another person saying Chris Pratt is super religious, though, even to the oh, point wait, of bordering wait. on a zealot. That, it's, above that, they said Elon Musk and and. We'll Kanye get to that. West. We're going to get to that. We're gonna, well, I'm going to go okay. through all the all the the just one name throwing them out mentions. I want to okay, go through, through and, we'll, and we'll give it a like it, love it, God have it, or some shit like that. Um, but wait, yeah. So have we, have we finished David Harbor yet? Uh, this is all the David Harbor. Now we're into Chris Pratt, which is a lot more. So yeah, comments. like it, love it, gotta have it for David Harbor. What do you think? Oh, like it. I don't think it's David Harbor at all. Also, I don't like David Harbor. I'm gonna go with a love it. I feel like it might. Uh, there's a, there's some there's some truth there, but who knows? Yeah. Okay, Chris Pratt. Back to Chris Pratt. Super religious. Uh, uh, people saying it's the new new movie called The Tomorrow War. We is recruited by people to fight. The future for uh, to the future to fight aliens. Like, I'm a little confused by what happens in this, uh, but yeah, his uh, name popped up to a lot of people, uh, but a lot of people are throwing. I don't think it fits because he's super Christian. But yeah. what if Christianity is what they're fucking studying? What if they they're wanting to figure out about this Jesus alien because they don't yeah, know who that, he was? What if that made you more religious in a way? Right? Maybe yeah. double down on it. Uh, okay, so other names. Wait, this isn't the original list, but maybe I can maybe I can find it here. Uh, other names that have been thrown out. Uh, Hugh Jackman apparently was a PE teacher, so that's that's significant. Yeah, but he got huge in two thousand. Uh, like, yeah, he was. He didn't, he didn't become huge. famous in twenty fourteen. No, he did not. He was way famous by then. He was uber famous by is. then. Uh, somebody says Elon Musk. He'll probably yeah. tweet out saying he is coach sued. The way this this shite is going. Bring on the I will 18th. say this. Elon Musk on Joe Rogan, when Joe Rogan finally was able to ask him questions about the UAPs and the UFOs and all that shit, he was – he just denied, denied, denied. He laughed it off. He didn't treat anything realistic. It felt odd. It felt like someone that had way more information and was like, I'm not sharing that on the air. You're talking about Elon Musk, right? Yes, Elon. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, Elon Musk is constantly seems like he's evaluating how much he's allowed to say about the thing. That's probably just because he has government contracts. But maybe, yep. you know, I mean, he's been out far enough that he would uh, have met the aliens if they're there. Oh, um, he did become kind of famous week. in 20. 20- I mean, I don't know when I first heard Elon Musk's name, but I feel like 2014 is around the right Tesla. time. Tesla. Right when Tesla was starting to be big, I think I started know- knowing the name. Yeah. Um, but uh, we, we mentioned this uh, last week. Jeff Bezos is going quote-unquote into space on july 20th yeah so that's another one that i thought was interesting because amazon was already big by 2014 but i guess you don't consider bezos a celebrity yeah i don't know if that that counts as celebrity nor do i think he had a couple of lucky breaks so it doesn't really fit and also the age probably doesn't fit uh kanye west is suggested uh he became famous in 2005 
also yeah i mean yeah because he's he's crazy uh joaquin phoenix he got really weird for a while grew a beard began rapping disappeared from the spotlight now he's back and he's back on top again but i don't know that he's that True. much more famous now than he was i mean he was he was second build in gladiator right i mean like he, he was already yep. pretty big yeah yeah i would say it, it's like jared leto right he like he's someone that was really big and in, in the aughts and then faded away and came back and i don't think that really matches up with with the way they described coach yeah uh another comment if you look at the newer comments there's a dude claiming coach is dr dre no dre has been huge since the 90s yeah that doesn't uh, make any sense it's got to be post i'm assuming that's yeah. post malone uh, yeah, that's what I'm assuming as well. Um, Post Malone says he's seen UFOs on the Joe Rogan podcast again. Um, and so I think someone like Coach would would not admit in any public space or public forum uh, the, the existence of UFOs. I have to think, you yeah. have to think about somebody that's going to outright deny or laugh or mock. And Chris Pratt outright out, outright lied or mocked or denied or whatever in, his, in that one little Kurt Russell um, video we saw recently. Well, this one's interesting. I'm going. This one's Amy Covid Barrett. <laughs> I like that name. Uh, says I'm going with Damon Wayne's Jr. Mildly famous and played a character named Coach oh, on yeah. New, New Girl, Girl. around yeah. that time, which doesn't wow. like that's not that's not relevant because the Sam and no. Diane and all that shit implies that he's just doing that from Cheers. I don't uh, think Damon Wayne's Jr. ever got mega huge though. Throwaway seven zero nine five eight says, "Got to be Jack Ma, where he went missing for a while, or Elon Musk. Who the fuck is Jack Ma? I don't know who's Jack Ma. How about you know? You always know who these people are. No, I don't. I mean, maybe I'll recognize uh, the person once I see their face, but uh, I don't recognize the name." Jack Ma <laughs> Yun is a Chinese business magnet, investor, and philanthropist. Oh yeah, he's the Alibaba group. The guy who like disappeared. He's, yeah, he's like a Chinese billionaire who like disappeared for a while, right? Laying wow. low, laying low. He's, Alibaba's co-founder Jack Ma is doing well, and Hong Kong will be quote unquote fine. Yeah, so he's a he's a Chinese billionaire. Oh my god, what if it is disappeared um, for three months? <laughs> David Miscavige's wife. What if what if she's he? coach? David Miskovich's wife is a he? Well, that was one of the things. Uh, Keanu Reeves, if I didn't read that one already, uh, no. Uh, and I think we're uh, we're probably good there. Oh, except for one person, Joala, eighty-three. I never watched Cheers, but I just watched some clips of Coach, and the first person who came to mind was Bernie Sanders. Lol. And no. it, ne never mind. I look back at the initial posts, and Coach is about the same age as Throwaway Alien. Uh, so uh, yeah, I'm scrolling down. I don't see too many other uh, celebrities being mentioned. Uh, specifically. These are a bunch of like it's. I'm not really. I'm not loving any. These I love Chris Pratt, and I'm gonna. I'm gonna no, I'm no, gonna... that one. That one. I would. I would say gotta have it or love it. But everything else so far, all these other ones, nothing's really ringing true to me. I'll give it a love it to David Harbor, even though I don't like David Harbor and anything. Uh, yeah, there, I thought you should some... like it to that earlier. Yeah, there, I love yeah. Well, there's one. some. There, I mean, look, it, it holds water to a certain degree, but again. We're, we're just going to have to wait to see what celebrity disappears on the 18th. And maybe that's the only thing that happens. And maybe no celebrities <laughs> go away that day. Yeah, and it's, it was all just LARPing on Reddit. Um, are we done with that whole thread about uh, theories on who, who could be? I'm Is ready to continue on and move forward, yes. Ooh, okay, well, okay, so... It took longer than I thought earlier. it would. I mean, there was more to read, but... Uh... 
Well, let's we can make that more of this episode, honestly, man. If you want to go through more of the yeah, it names. should be. It's, it's the title. It's it's, it's fine. But I I, I don't I, now, especially now that I know there's this issue with the uh, the comments might be harder to read because Throw Alien deleted all of his comments. He deleted that shit. So we can't. We can no longer. Even though we have archives, we no longer have uh, the comments, the original comments that he's replying to. So it might be confusing. So we'll have a lot of out of co- out of context things like I just looked it up and I'm going to get it on Amazon. We don't know what the fuck that's referring to. Ballard. Yep. Ballard, you there? Can you buddy? hear me? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. Did I'm you here. hear me? Sorry, I was I was busy. I was, I was trying to get a cable. What'd you say? <laughs> yeah. Okay. You took your headphone off. Uh, I, I was saying that some of these. Uh, we we don't know the context for these because we don't have the original comments so so some of these comments like i just looked it up and i'm going to get it on amazon we don't know what the fuck that means okay yeah that was a book uh we talked about that book i think in okay. uh, one of our last episodes well that but one's yeah, good so, we know so hang on so yeah going through that we can pull up the original thread and you can find people who, like you know we can actually maybe find like the, some of the original uh comments that were made um, or questions that were made and then put them, you know, to this and be like, okay, how, what's the best way to put this whole thing together? It's, it's, it'll be a little tough realistically. Um, because it'll be a lot of like jeopardy of essentially have the answer first and then you look, okay, all right, let's uh, find out what the question was. Um, I think, uh, he, he was referring to as Jim Sparks, uh, a book that Jim Sparks, uh, had, a. uh, uh written okay um and uh that was the uh comment uh that you were just mentioning well about. we at least have your memory to fill in some of these blanks uh as you seem familiar enough with the throw alien commenters questions but where would you like me to begin there's a lot of comments here and oh dude oh my god where did fucking begin well, because we got an hour and insane. 10 minutes to to, to dedicate the comments at this point all right so uh this is seven years ago and um Maybe less. We, i mean I guess the best thing to do is kind of oh god it's going to be like retracing content from last week and from original throw alien episode let's try not to do that too much I think we need to kind of read through these comments and and just kind of figure out which ones feel like they're new honestly um so uh imminent is not the right word but oh so so, uh, someone asked about July 18th um Felk right it was on uh 636 uh in the morning on uh, November 20th, 2013. Do you see that? Yeah. How about you read that? This? Yeah. I'm sharing a screen. You can see what I, what I have. Oh, yeah. Stop sharing your screen. I can just... That way I want to see you. I want to see your face, baby. I want to fucking just come over that beautiful little face you got there. All right, you want, you want to summarize the original question? No idea what it would be, but I'm sure it has something to do with why are they coming and when are they coming. And probably the person used the word imminent. That's my best guess, considering. <laughs> because, uh, yes, Throw Alien said, imminent. This is from the comments from the original Throw Alien thing, which we, which have now been deleted. And we didn't save the page, I guess. If anyone has an archive, please send it to us at the gmail.com as we would like to continue this investigation. It's hard. It's really hard. The reason is because this, this is a... Um, this wasn't a thread created by Throw Alien. This was a rant. His original comment seven years ago, the big body of it, was a, a random account in a giant thread uh, that was essentially an Ask Reddit thread about alien abductees of Reddit or people who have, you know, been abducted by, or uh, claim to see a UFO and what's their story. And so, out of all of this, like thousands and thousands 
of comments and threads uh, on this thread um, and people dropping their uh, little uh, stories. Throw Whaling was one of those comments and it just took off because it felt so authentic in so many different ways and fresh in a lot of ways. And because of that, that one post that uh, Throw Whaling did in that thread became so huge, it got a lot of comments. But having him go through and delete everything he's ever posted practically uh, is really just hurt the hell out of figuring out what the hell's going on here. And that's on purpose. Yeah. That's that's clearly on purpose. Well, so anyways, what are they saying? What's Throwaway's response essentially to the, uh, July 18th? Somebody's saying is, why is it imminent or whatever? Throwaway Liam said, imminent is not really the right, the right word. The better word is July 8th or 18th, 2021. They were very clear about that. And they have been since they first took me. They have accents. Difficulty with vowels might be a better way to say it. So I can't be sure if they're saying 8th or 8th or 18th. So he doubles down on 18th now. I, I, I don't. That's in the second post. Yeah, in the more recent post, he was very clear it is just July 18th. But what's funny is that he is clear here that it's hard to understand them. And so yeah, that became he, a meme yeah. all on its own. July People would joke about July 18th. Yeah. It sounds like 18th, no matter yeah. if it's 8 or 18. I would guess it's some sort of planet alignment or start alignment thing. I don't know. Same way they can only launch space shuttles on the right day because of atmospheric conditions and gravity. Yeah, you have to get the right day for the gravity. <laughs> I'm yeah. not a physicist, so I don't understand it. Very cool. Gravity is a Our constant, and it is the same every day. As far as we know. As far yeah, as true. we know. You're right, yeah. No, who knows? Um, you know what I'm thinking? It might be better for us to just try to go find some of the original Sam and Coach and Diane comments uh, from this original post and kind of maybe research more coach stuff from this original thing because um, we never got into any of that in our past stuff and there's some stuff about uh, uh, enormous uh, you know pyramids and things like that we talked about already we can maybe get to that next week so let's do a uh, command find and just look for um, anytime he's, he talks about coach Probably have, we probably should have done all this before the podcast started recording. No, this is this is this is the podcast. This is what we do. We don't we'll research do throw alien cool boy nation or throw alien nation. Let's be honest. Uh, we we don't uh, we don't really research this beforehand. But if you have facts, please please email us at the cool boys podcast at gmail.com. And if you're a new listener, um, if you would recall after episode 200, we don't give a shit. So we stopped caring. Yeah, if you're like, where's the spoiler cast for Quiet Place 2? We didn't see it because... We'll give a shit. Throw away alien. Yeah, who cares? We got <laughs> July 18th, man. <laughs> we have friends that have written to us to tell us that they are not going to be listening anymore because they don't care about the throw away alien shit. But we're like, whatever. We're sellouts. We're selling the fuck out. Yeah. All right, folks. I highlighted on uh, November 21st, 2013 at 8 in the morning, I highlighted the very first time that I see in these comments him use the name Coach. Okay, so we don't know the question, correct? No clue what he said. Okay. What was being asked to him? So he's responding mysteriously. Yeah, these three people who I call my friends because have each other's phone numbers and we talk sometimes. We all met on a ship, but not all at the same time. Did they give each other their phone numbers? Did they have their phones? There's questions here. Um, uh, this is just me. I'll make up wait, names. Wait, 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 wait. But remember, he said originally he was... Uh, 
Start going up in like 87, if we're not mistaken. So back then, if you recall, you memorized phone numbers. Yeah, yeah. I memorized a few girls' phone numbers in my day just because I didn't have a pen and wanted to impress them. And sometimes, at least once or twice, I've forgotten the number. Never got the caller. Or got it wrong. (laughs) Or maybe she gave me a fake number. And now I have to question everything. All right. So I'll make up names for them. He's talking about his friends. Throw away alien here. I'll make up names to them so that I can talk about H. Tim them. them a little easier. I'll call them Coach Sam and Diane. I met Coach first. Okay, this is the part we read earlier. Yep. He's about my age and he is from the U.S., but I don't think I should say any more about where he's from. He is a minor celebrity, actually. He plays Andy on Parks and Recreation, so best to just leave it at that. He had been up a few times by the time we met. Sam is 10 years older than I am. What? Where, where, that, why was that? Oh, Sam, oh, this is about Sam. It doesn't matter who Sam is, right? Sam's not a celebrity. Yeah, Sam just died. Yeah, Sam is 10 years older than I am. He does not live in the United States, but he does speak English. We met on my fourth or fifth trip, and he was up at the tail end of my long three-week stay. But we just waved at each other in the hallway. Diane is a minor, so I shouldn't say anything about her. But I met her up there when she was four. I've never had children. I don't think I ever will. So I'm sort of Diane's uncle in a non-creepy way. Oh, shit. Yeah, there's no real way to say that in a non-creepy way. Diane's father is not in the picture, but her mother and stepfather know about the abductions. I've been to their house several times. Diane was the one he was all excited about fucking seeing when he goes gets taken. Yeah, like he like he kind of seemed like I, I okay. So I don't I didn't recall this comment from the original post seven years ago. So when he returned, Diane's gone. Like yeah. Diane's gone, gone. She's been taken away to the alien planet. And well, he thinks of her as a niece or something. So, I mean, it, yeah, but I, I got a vibe where I was like shipping them. Yeah, and then, and then uh, this is kind of creepy now. <laughs> we don't know how old she is. Uh, well, I should have done my research, I guess, before I started shipping them. Yeah, no, don't ship them. That's Sh- too bad. Does she, ship he, throw alien and Gina. That one's fine. Yeah, because Gina's that's an, an okay alien. One. So he did say that um, after Diane was taken, he's visited her mom. And I guess stepfather and and spoken to them about about that and all that and all this stuff. So it's interesting. Seven years ago, that he even accounts that here that he's been to their house several times and that they know about the deductions. So what are we doing? Crazy. Are we searching for Coach? Let's yeah. Moving on to the next time he talks about Coach. Uh, that was it. Okay, so let's <laughs> that was I was searching it. for it too at the same time, and it goes down to throw alien and Coach theories, which is the mega thread. Uh, which is yeah no there's a never mentioned again in the comments that's all we have about coach nobody asked who's your fucking celebrity friend no I'm looking up Sam right now and I'm I'm also not seeing any more additional Sam so let's look up Diane see if uh, Diane comes back at all I don't know if we want to do too much thorough investigation to Diane I guess that's that's it it. that was that would have been all of it okay so I mean (laughs) X-Files There's other. I mean, we can get into X Files. I guess we really want to at this point. Shit, um, it's a forty-eight minute episode. It's super early. I know. You know. Actually, let's it's, go back. We've to the been very recording for so almost that, an hour, and we'll talk for about an hour on the X Files. We we're good on time. We do not need to have these episodes be three fucking plus hours. All right. I guess next time what we're gonna do is we're just gonna go through the comments and any comment that we don't recall, we'll just try to figure out what the fuck was being asked and review it because it 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 looks like 
there's some interesting stuff that would be really great to speculate on about what he saw in the in the videos, quote unquote. Yeah. Um, well, that okay. can be your job. I'll go on Reddit and start fucking talking to people so we can actually get some inf- if we if we can interact with our our new fan base of throw throwies, which is what we're calling them, throw alien fans, throwies, oh throwies, uh, throwies, and you know write us we'll get we'll get some new topics to, to discuss things to research in advance because right now it's it's getting a little tricky you know where there's this new throw alien mega thread but uh it's it's just a bunch of people being like well yeah what if it's keanu reeves he can get famous in 2014 right and you know that doesn't that doesn't uh that doesn't really investigate what's happening here we're trying to figure out what the fuck's gonna happen on july 18th before it happens so we can be prepared for it Yep. I don't well, know we're, how. Gonna ha- we're going to have to look into the all the all the comments, all his comments to find any type of uh, clues about more July 18th. But we'll do that next week. Next week we'll be more focused on July 18th. So yeah, now let's just move into I guess X Files season two, <laughs> episodes is- one through ten. All right, we finally got to it. I mean, honestly, this is this is what I look forward to every time we do this because I care about the X Files, and also more so than any other chunk because we are you know it would be nice if this podcast was, was being like every episode we'll go eight episodes of the x-files or three episodes of the x-files or half a season of the x-files but that's pretty much what we're doing we're, half a season we're kind of in, in between eight episodes and half a season right now like uh, no we, we did 14 episodes then 10 episodes and now we're doing 10 episodes this week yeah I mean, you don't have to but then that leads 14 ep- yeah you don't have to force yourself we can we can split it into thirds and maybe do a third of a season every week so it's a little bit easier on you There's who's having seven- to watch all there's seven seasons though my god it's gonna be years before we're finished if we're just doing a third of a season an episode but will yeah. you be able to watch all 14 before next next week because there's some goodens in there yeah I'm, I'm i'm hoping to to be honest um but how about this moving into season three if we want to maybe just start to like yeah maybe Slow make it down. It, uh, eight yeah eight episodes a week take breaks because uh yeah. We're going to lose or throw alien <laughs> fans eventually anyways, so. Dude, I think July 18th, there's plenty to speculate on. I think there's a lot in pop culture, if we're paying attention, we might be able to find. Yeah. Realistically, I mean, just like we talked about it not long ago, but uh, They Live. I, I feel like They Live has information. I feel like James Cameron is, has been telling us for a long time. I feel like Michael Bay has been telling us for a long time what's going on. Well, we've talked. We, we've gone. We've given Michael Bay enough of his due, but... Uh, and, and we definitely can not throw away at enough of his due, but, you know, we're stuck here. Well, uh, yeah. sellouts. <clears throat> All right, but this now begins officially our X-Files Season 2 analysis. We previously <gasps> analyzed... All of Season Oof. 1 and two different episodes, Throw Away Alien Returns and Throw Away Alien Forever. Oh. Ballard was left with a cliffhanger. The X-Files has been closed. Mulder's yes. been and Scully have been split up, reassigned, yep. Uh, yep. And, uh, and what what else? I guess uh, Deep Throat was killed, and that was Deep Throat was killed by the Cut Crew Man, the Crew Cut Man, and uh, the Crew Cut Man, and Duchovny no longer, or <laughs> Duchovny. Mulder no longer has uh, somebody to give him uh, infor- information. So yep. this begins Little Green Men, the first episode of. Season two, originally airing September sixteenth, nineteen ninety four. I have been at back at school. Uh, would have been sixth grade for a month, and I was sad. 
and I was angry because in Texas school starts like mid-August and you don't get any new episodes of Friends or Seinfelds or the mm. X-Files or the Plimpsons or any of those great shows that meant so much to me in 1994. The Thompsons. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Home Improvement, which I never watched until it was on syndication and I hate it. I hate Home Improvement. I loved Home Improvement. Oh! Fucking Jill was a cunt. <laughs> All right. Uh, but Little Group Men is a great episode. This episode blew me the fuck away. I watched this in my kitchen. I remember staring right at the screen. And when you see that silhouette, I was hypnotized. And I swear to God, the door handle, all, both my parents were already home. There was no, and there was nobody else to be coming into the, the home. The door handle behind me shook like someone was really? trying to get into the house. And I ran to find my dad, and then I found out he was outside. It probably was him shaking the handle. But still, I believe it was aliens. That was when they tried to abduct me, just like Samantha. Uh, Ballard, what did you think of Little Green Men? It's pretty good. Um, I thought it was a nice introduction to the season again. Uh, it was nice that we, 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 we dive in with a mythology episode, and I'm glad they stuck with that because a season two of a show – you really can go in so many directions, right? You can get season one of The Wire, and then you get season two of The Wire. Vastly different show. Um, or, you know, you can you can, you can can go in different directions with it. You could They could have been like, oh, you know what we really want to do is more the serial killer and, and more the monster of the week. And they could have started the whole season off with a monster of the week or serial killer episode, and they didn't. They went mythology. Yeah. And they, and they doubled down this whole season <clears throat> with mythology. There's more episodes, mythology episodes, in the season than there was in the first season. Um, I, I love that we start off in Arecibo, uh, Puerto Rico, um, with the Arecibo Observatory, which was in Arrival. Also, it's been recently yeah. uh, destroyed. Um, a couple of the well, cables snapped and actually yeah. destroyed the dish, sadly. Maybe. So it's, it was it an accident. Never be used maybe again. it was the Chinese. Maybe it was the U.S. government. You can actually watch, I mean, like, you know, what start, what actually started the cables breaking, you know, they, they tell you. But you can watch the actual video. They have footage of it, of hmm. the the minute and the second those cables snapped and how raw the energy and the power is of that many cables <laughs> snapping all of a sudden. It is insane. There's shockwaves. There's a shockwave from it. It's like a little mini bomb going off. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, in, in according to this episode, um, the this, this Arecibo Observatory is, is located in the Vancouver section of Puerto Rico. Uh, as as, the, as portrayed by stock footage of the satellite that you see, and then an interior that looks like one maintenance shed <laughs> holds everything, and that's everything. where Mulder spends the bulk of the episode. I uh, like GoldenEye's depiction, right? Had a little bit more going on. Was that also supposed to be the same place? That, that's yeah, like... that, yeah. But I think GoldenEye is not. It's not the Arecibo Observatory in GoldenEye, right? That's like. That's like the, uh, the you know, the, the main bosses. Like it's a talking satellite that's like sending like bait yeah, I th data. I think it like out. exposes itself or something like that. I can't remember if it is Arecibo Observatory technically, but I don't think it is in GoldenEye. No, no, it's just another tropical fucking satellite. This is this is one specifically designed to search for aliens. Um, well, this is the only one that exists like this. I mean, it's and it's it doesn't it can no longer be used. This I, I said to you, this might be my life. favorite uh, mythology episode. This this hits really? the sweet spot of being between where shit gets kind of convoluted. 
Yeah, that or, or maybe just the Dwayne Barry and Ascension uh, two-parter. Uh, it, it's not in that sweet spot where there was still like that mystery of like, what are the aliens? What what are they? At this point, this is the we th- this is the best look we have at an alien in the flashback, which is unreliable information because it's just uh, Mulder's memory of when he saw the glowing gray, you know, the grays, the the long alien figure. Um, doesn't look that different from what throwaway alien kind of is describing Jack and Sheena is looking like, except they wear clothes and th- these aliens look right. naked. Uh, but so, right. Which, but by the way, uh, uh, fire in the sky, um, brings the, uh, up the suggestion that what we think is naked could really just be a suit. Yeah. Well, dude, if somebody from 1970 saw <clears throat> what girls are wearing today, yeah, uh, yoga Long pants, way. Like, what the fuck? Away. What the fuck? Why is it, that, yeah. that woman is naked and her body is red, and it's like, no, that's a red fucking. Those are leggings. Yeah, yeah, really. No, but I can see her vagina. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so. Oh, you you were also just for for I guess listeners, you were still watching these with your daughter, giving her first experience with aliens. Uh no, uh, they they've seen other alien things, Spielberg things, and things like that. Um. Uh, yeah, I would say E.T. was maybe their first, but Close Encounters was something we've watched. Oh, okay. um, also, it's a... So friendly aliens. Soul. Okay. Yeah. Uh, f- oh, no, no. Uh, Independence Day, not friendly aliens. War of the Worlds, not friendly aliens. Okay. Um, Star Wars, I mean, but that doesn't really count, I guess. Well, none right. of those have aliens. I guess Independence Day has alien conspiracy in it. That's, this is not the first introduction to alien conspiracy shit. But uh, Little Green Man is, is the first time we really see an alien... When it, it appears in uh, in Puerto Rico uh, to abduct the body of that Mexican guy who got scared you of death. You also get the flashback. This is also the flashback yeah. from Mulder where you see the alien abduct his daughter. It's the same prop, probably. <laughs> probably. Just... Um, but what's great about that uh, abduction scene is it just totally lines up visually with Close Encounters of the Third Kind. They clearly were inspired by what Spielberg did in that film. Yeah, but these these aliens are antagonistic. One thing I think that, that's always interested me about this episode, we'll go through like kind of the, the blow by blow because I'm, I'm doing this by memory and Ballard's doing this by having just watched these episodes for the first time. Yep. Uh, I, I've obviously rewatched the episodes of The X-Files I Love upwards of probably 10 times, uh, Little Green Men included. Uh, so, I mean, I, I, I can... I can remember the scene by scene of of, of Skelly needing that print out, and then the she, she, the guys appear, and they're like, "Where's Mulder?" And she's like, "I have to feed us fish," and then she pretends to throw the fucking fish food, and then uses the print out to scoop it up, and then has takes it to a guy, and he's like, "This is the Wow signal," which some people have heard of, um, it's, or just like the Wow signal. Uh, but the the uh, Oh, I forgot what I was gonna say. Let's just go through the episode then. <laughs> uh, well, they talk. Yeah, they do. They do talk about the wow signal because that's the the signal they're getting in uh, Arecibo, and um, that, that's great because again, it, it wouldn't be X Files if it wasn't actually connecting it to something real. Oh, this episode. I was gonna. Here's what I was gonna say. This episode begins and ends with my favorite characters in all of the X Files: the two guys who we never see, who Mulder is wiretapping for some kind of money laundering uh, thing now that he's been assigned to white-collar crimes. Because uh, the conversation's like, yeah, but what's the difference between like a table dance and a lap dance? And the guy's like, oh, man, table dance, the girl's just like right in front of you and she's dancing, but a lap dance, she gets right up in your face. You remember that? 
Oh my god, I guess I didn't really realize that. Yeah. That's what those guys uh, are talking about. Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, I also like how Mulder was like, I could have busted them a long time ago. I just didn't care. And like, like admits he doesn't want to do his job. No, I thought he was like, I could have busted them a long time ago, but you're keeping me on this case, even though it's like, there's no point to it. Like, this is busy work. No, keeping keeping him in that division, I think, is his issue, not the case. Yeah, well, and just away from Scully, mm-hmm. who's convinced that they're not being followed anymore, but he thinks they are, and then she finds out she is being followed when she goes looking for Mulder. Uh, we also get an answer as to... Uh, how he met or got in contact with Deep Throat is through a senator named Richard Matheson. Senator Richard Matheson, yeah. uh, named after the awesome. uh, I Am Legend uh, sci-fi writer from Twilight Zone and stuff. Just a little, little homage there. Um, yeah, we got we got the Bach uh, that starts the episode and, and plays. Love that music. Love that Bach. Love that gold record that's out in space that they yep. talk about. Voyager. Yeah, uh, and then. But, but I think I, I think I may have mis uh, um, gnomed that misnomered uh that uh uh that particular spacecraft out there i think a few weeks ago but yeah voyager that's yeah. awesome the, and there's two of them i love that it was nice it was a nice way to start the whole season off well i guess they intercepted it and have been playing it to us i'm not i mean because it's, it's not really clear what's going on with the music playing but uh or the fact that they're sending signals and, and like why is a signal really that significant when you like you had an alien ba- like baby last episode but that's all he's got Mulder's desperate he's got nothing to go on he's grasping his straws and so the first uh, chance it's to get evidence. any kind of evidence it, any yeah, hard physical evidence. evidence he goes after it to, to Puerto Rico and uh, meets a Hispanic Puerto Rican <laughs> I was going to say Mexican but he's Puerto Rican uh, tries to speak Spanish to him that doesn't work out too well, and then the, the, yeah, and they don't subtitle him. They don't subtitle him, so you have to either know Spanish to understand him, or you're just trying to get what Mulder's getting out of it. Yeah, well, you put you in Mulder's place. I, yeah. I also thought it was interesting that uh, as soon as Mulder sees the alien for the first time, the door opens, the alien appears. He just fucking shoots at it. He doesn't like. I he come tries. in peace. Let's talk. He immediately starts unloading his gun. Yeah, he, he tries to shoot at it. His gun doesn't yep. work. I love that. It's like it's like uh, Independence Day where the Los Angeles news was like, Los Angelinos, please stop firing your weapons at the spacecraft. Aliens have the ability to neutralize the react uh, chemical reactions in the area. Yeah, I, I like that. What he does is he fires his first shot, right? And it's, it's nothing. It's a misfire. So he immediately ejects the bullet, no. right? Fires again. Nothing happens. Fires again. Nothing happens. You know, essentially ejects the clip. Checks the clip, make sure there's bullets in there. Yeah, there's bullets in there. Puts it back in. Nothing's happening at all. Yeah. Great. Uh, the uh, a site I'm a fan of, the Internet Firearms Movie Database, uh, points out this episode significant in the X Files because prior to this, in season one, they did not have uh, an, an armorer, a guy whose job is the guns on the show. So you never get anything more than a pistol. The 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 guns that they were using were whatever they had around. Season two's budget obviously increased quite a bit because the show's first season was so popular. They hired an armorer, and now the uh, uh, David Duchovny and Julian Anderson actually were trained how to use their guns, so they're using them properly. That seems yeah. proper usage. He's actually using a Sig Sauer, which was uh, the actual sidearm for FBI nice. agents as opposed to some random fucking gun. This is just one little sign of, of the production value increasing. And in Blood, you'll see... And in the end of this episode where you have the uh, like the blue berets show up to uh, mm-hmm. and then you shoot at them like they got full fucking like guns and stuff stuff that you couldn't do in the first season 
nice yep. little action sequence at the end. They they have to they have to run because uh, they're, they're the some just random military group is coming and they're like they'll kill us. <laughs> it's like we yeah. have to leave. You have no idea who they are. I mean, they could be government. They could be you know some random like you know. Uh, Blackwater uh, Mercs. Um, it is it is interesting that you mentioned that because everything feels a little bit more authentic when it came to the way they handle their guns. I didn't realize that they probably got an armorer. Um, but it, it does go to show that we take advantage of Terran Tactical today. Like, Terran Tactical is this amazing guy, Terran, who is incredible at training celebrities on how to, like, fire guns in the right way and turn yeah. these celebrities essentially into super soldiers. And, like, he's he's responsible for, like, Will Smith as Deadshot and Suicide Squad yeah. or John Wick, yeah, uh, John Keanu Reeves or Halle Berry. The footage of Keanu just, he, like... He works with Michael Rooker. He works with, like, you know, even for the... Uh, well, I don't know what channel. It's probably CBS, uh, the, the show Seals or whatever it's called, Navy Seals. Um... But like all of those things, any, any, like anybody, like Joe Rogan goes to Terran Tactical all the time, or he did when he lived in LA. Um, but like Terran Tactical trains celebrities, and if you go to like Terran Tactical's YouTube page, you can just watch these great videos of like Michael B. Jordan to speak of earlier. Him also, he like for I think for Killmonger, he went to Terran Tactical, and like it shows because when he's like Killmonger, he feels like he knows how to use a gun, and he seems formidable with a gun. I think we talked about it specifically in the spoiler cast, and. There are videos of him training with Terran, and and like he's creating these monsters out of these celebrities, these people that can fucking just fire off like two shots, like double taps to the fucking chest and one shot to the head, and it's incredible. There's this one Russian girl who is gorgeous model, beautiful girl, credible body. There's a lot of Russian and, model girls who are just dude, like sh gun people. She is, yeah, but she is so fucking skilled with a with a with a firearm, whether it's. Uh, pistol sidearm right or like you know assault rifle shotgun watching her take a course gives you a massive boner it is insane to watch okay well uh back to the x-files um if you had any uh other, th other th things to say about little green men i do love this episode i do love that Mulder gets kind of a uh, <laughs> It's both a victory and frustrating because obviously he only sees the alien and ends up with no evidence. He's got he ends yeah, up with a blank real. tape. I mean, after only okay, so the only evidence, the first season, you you only get a baby alien at the end, right? But like even that, my wife even jokes like, "Are you sure that's an alien and not a deformed fetus?" She well, she's, like, she's seen like, the X Files. She knows what she's talking about. Right, so she's just I'm just like, oh shit, like is that just I'm like, no, that's an alien. Stop it. Don't ruin this for me. Um, and then so I, so I immediately put doubt in me, right? Like, was that an alien fetus or was that more of a, a you know, an, an unborn, deformed human fetus? Uh, I don't know. Because other than that, you just have Deep Throat's words to claim that there was actual EBE, right, or an extraterrestrial. Um, because when Mulder has a chance to actually see what's there, we talked about uh, it was last week. Um uh, he looks in the actual operating room and, and there's nothing on the bed, right? It's yeah. either black ash or goo or whatever the fuck. There's something that what used to be there maybe, but it's not there anymore. There's a lot of blue balls and, going on with the alien uh, Yeah, evidence. so there's... there You get, like, almost UFOs a few times in Season 1, but you never get, like, a definitive UFO, really, in Season 1. You do get a camouflaged potential alien, but you never get confirmation that they're an alien. You get people that are glowing in blue and, and levitated, and so definitely there's weird paranormal shit in the show in season one, but you never get an alien. And then season two, 
episode one, season premiere. Yeah. I was shocked. They knew what they were doing. They, they, I was shocked they did it. Yeah, this is a Glenn Morgan and James Wan episode directed by the great David Nutter. Uh, and uh, it, it shows. You'll you'll see, you know, the the, the big names are attached as the really fucking good episodes. And uh, this, I think this one's a, a great episode and it still ends with, uh, you know, Mulder trying to listen to that fucking blank tape. He is still, he still wants to believe. Oh, you but know the what? the X-Files are still closed. So, yes, yes. So that's what's interesting about this season premiere. In all intents and purposes, formula style, I would have assumed that by the end of the premiere, our main characters would have been back together. Yeah, the, the status quo would have yeah. started. But it wasn't because, if, because no. uh, Jillian Anderson was pregnant and they, they needed to keep her filmed above the waist uh, and then have her disappear to actually give birth to the baby. So they kept them apart and you see her do a lot of phone calls for the next like four episodes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's 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 got to birth David Coveney's babies. It might have allegedly. Been. Who knows? Allegedly, who knows? All right, moving on to episode two. Yeah, season two. The this is this is a one of the most famous Monster of the Week episodes, or at least one of the most like famous visuals. If you were like, if you Google Monster of the Week X Files, you'll probably get the host monster because it's a really flexing the difference between. Uh, uh, squeeze and, and tombs and what they could do now in terms of creature effects. Yes. Yeah, it, it did. It felt it felt like a tombs episode, especially the tombs episode of tombs. Yeah. Um, and uh, it was scary. It was it was very much the creature from the Black Lagoon, also known as Gilman. Um, it felt like that. I, I liked that this was like you know a like a, a, a tapeworm or something like that. It's a it's a it's a uh, tapeworm or or some kind of leech worm or, or a flatworm flatworm I think that has uh, evolved to humanoid status due to like it, it's grown arms and legs and uh, somewhat animal intelligence uh, because of the radiation from Chernobyl. Yes. Oh, no, wow. no alien, no sci-fi. I mean, it's obviously sci-fi. But uh, this episode is is fucking... I, I love this episode. I, I love so this. This episode is the a subversion. Man. Yeah, the fluke it's man. It's called the fluke man. Yeah, yeah fluke, man. That, fluke man. He's famous for, for, as like a, a creature. But this episode subverts expectations in a lot of great ways. First off, this is a Monster of the Week episode. Unlike season one, where the Monster of the Week episodes can be viewed in any order and have nothing to do with the overall mythology. Even though this is obviously not a mythology episode... The X-Files is still closed. Mulder and Scully are still separated. Mulder's still doing bullshit. Yeah. But we get Skinner. You get uh, Mr. X makes his first uh, appearance on the phone. Yes. You don't see his face. Mr. X. Mr. X, uh, who is basically Black Deep Throat, but a different character than Deep Throat. He's, I mean... Oh, yes. Mr. X is, uh, exists in the JFK film played by Donald Sutherland. Is it supposed to be the same Mr. X? Or are they all just named I, after previous conspiracy I, theories, guys? Deep Throat is a real person in real life that existed and was outed and doxxed or whatever yeah. or came out. Um, but uh, Mr. X is, you know, uh, an amalgamation of essentially a lot of whistleblowers from the government. Well, Mr. X is a different... He acts differently than Deep Throat to Mulder. He's more like Mulder's his tool. He's... He's he's the one calling the shots. He's pissier and meaner and a lot. Uh, he, you know, yeah, yes, he is black, but he's kind of got the black police captain. Like I'm fed up with this shit. You do what I say. You don't ask questions. He's a lot more curt with uh, with poor uh, Fox Boulder than than Deep Throat ever was. This is his first appearance. Oh, yeah. um, I'm trying to think of other things I can remember. 
from this episode. Oh, yeah. What I love about this episode is it is also so it, right in the, the the right right from the start you find out season two is going to have like overarching like mythology and stuff's going to happen in the monster of the week episodes, not just in the specified mythology episodes like this episode then the next episode the next episode they have to be aired they have to go in order so you like you you meet Crycheck and then Dwayne Barry happens and stuff like that so you get like a, a continuity the serialization of the show increases and it's no longer as episodic and that is a good thing moving forward for you who's watching every episode because um like I said like I wouldn't skip like until Firewalker these are all fucking golden episodes that you really can't skip uh, Sleepless is a little boring, but like these are all important, and the host is the most important, even though it's Monster of the Week, and the monster's just kind of like, eh, it's a fucking flatworm, because you you do get like what the world is like, what the X-Files show is going to be now, and how it's going to deal with uh, that, that they've seen too much, and that they've alerted the wrong people, that Mulder and Scully have. And it also subverts the typical cop show monster thing, because halfway through this episode, they fucking catch the monster. And they've got it in the cell. And it just, it's trying to like make a joke about like what the world of the X Files is like with the X Files closed. Because like Mulder's like, well, we got a humanoid flatworm with near human ape intelligence and we've locked it in a jail cell. And Skinner's just like, yeah, well, I guess we prosecute it now. <laughs> we put it on trial for murder. Like, what is the, like, how do you treat these fucking X Files monsters in the real world? They don't yeah, know what to fucking really do with point. it. It's 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 like there's a there's a shot of like it, it in a, his prison cell like like crouching over and Scully's just like looks in and she goes what the fuck like I forget what she actually says but she's just like she well, doesn't see it at first this is Mulder, this is like, weird says, like yeah Mulder po- points it out to her he's like look in the shadows over there in the pipes and then she sees it yeah she's shocked by it um, it's cool how they discover it the first time too because they find the blockage right they like they notice it in the sewage plant. Uh, but then, like, they find a blockage in a pipe, and they go to the pipe, and then they shine a flashlight on it, and it's the first reveal, and, it, and its face is up against the glass, and you're thinking to yourself, like, what is going on here? Like, did they just shove a – it's moving. Is this a person that's like, stuck in a pipe? Like, how are they actually doing this well, stunt? This episode starts on, like, a Russian ship, right? Yes, yes. That's the prologue or the cold open. That's yes, the cold sorry. open, and and yeah. that that ship set that that was in Vancouver. They use again in uh, Dead Calm, uh, it's because it's, it's like yeah, we have we have we're making use of all our fucking locations. Uh, but then uh, so yeah, because it starts in Russia, and then that body shows up in, in a sewer. And that's when they yeah. like Boulder's kind of an asshole in this episode, as I recall. He's kind of like. Uh, like you know Skinner why the fuck are you dicking me around and keeping me on this stupid case and why, now you're putting me on a case where I'm going into in, into shit and looking at a body and Skinner's like Mulder I'm on your side I'm trying to help you here he's like fuck you Skinner and then he, like Mr. X calls him and it's like hey you really have to do good in this case stop being an asshole uh, because this is actually an X-Files and it's we're trying to prove that the X-Files needs to exist or some shit and then he's like yes. oh fuck it's a fluke man <laughs> so and then the second half of the episode I don't really remember like they, they, they it, it escapes and they chase it, right? Yeah, and, it, and a couple other people get infected, right? And then they have to like they they those other people die, and so those other people have like you know you start checking off the list of uh, people that were bitten by the fluke man and were infected by this uh, flatworm, and then um, yeah it escapes um, because it dies quote unquote, and it didn't really die, and then it, it uh, when they're taking it in a uh, ambulance or whatever. 
um, it just suddenly is gets out of its bindings. And so the ambulance driver pulls over, calls her back up, but then goes into the back to see where it went. And that's when it attacks him and kills him. And then it goes into a toilet or an outhouse. Or a porta potty, excuse me, a porta potty. Yeah, yeah. And then it hangs out in there, and it's gross. Yeah, it's gross. The and, thing is, loves being shit. It's in shit yeah. the whole episode. Because it's right next to a lake, and so you're like, oh shit, this thing's going to a lake, like, and like the lake literally is like, this lake has the most fun with the most fun people only, kind of on the sign, like Amity, uh, not Amityville, Amity Island, kind of like that, right? And so you're like, oh, or Crystal Springs or Crystal Lake, excuse me. There's no so Florida kind of like, men in this lake. It's great. Yeah, so you're just like, oh shit, he's gonna go in the lake and he's gonna attack all the kids there. But then it didn't go that way. He no, he just jumps into a porta potty. <laughs> then, then the next day, the porta potty dude comes to clean it out. He sucks the fluke man into the porta potty container or the into the truck, and all the shit in the tr- truck. And then he takes it to the sewage plant. So it goes right back to the sewage plant. So we go right back to that set again, right? Utilizing all the sets that we have available. Yeah. And that's where um it starts to attack people. Because they try to like capture it there. Oh yes, this is okay. That's a, that's a, something I remember about this episode. There's a little bit of a story, but in 1994, yeah. U- Houston, where I'm from, Houston f- finally got Mongolian barbecue restaurants. And, and baby boy Felk, probably 12 years old, got my first chance to go to a Mongolian rest Mongolian barbecue. You pick all your frozen beefs and your your broccolis and everything, and, and uh, they make it for you. And I liked. I had never had the ability to just decide how much garlic was in my Mongolian beef. So I just garlic, 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 garlic. And it was just like, it was 90% garlic probably, 10% beef. And uh, ate like a couple of servings. I loved it. Mmm, garlic. I tasted garlic for like two fucking weeks straight and everything. And like you taste garlic for the first time, heavy garlic, it's, oh, it's great. It's new, it's, it's this, this crazy Mongolian flavors. But uh, after like a week, I was just like, I don't want to taste garlic anymore. Everything tastes like garlic. Uh-huh. All these, the, the school kids are like, I, you smell, you smell, you smell. I smelled like garlic. Garlic was going through my pores. Yeah, seeping through your pores. And yeah. this episode aired like right when I was experiencing my can only taste gar- garlic phase. And there's a dude who gets attacked, a sewage yeah. worker. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm doing fine. Something bit me, probably a fucking snake or whatever. Definitely not a leech man or a fluke man or anything like that. But I, I got this weird taste in my mouth. And he does something where he like squirts toothpaste into his no, mouth. Wait, wait, no, wait, wait. I tried he that. Said- I tried that when I was a kid to get rid of the garlic in my mouth. He says that, right, to the doctor. And the doctor just goes, here's some gum. Yeah. And he's like, fuck you kind of response. Like, you know, and so, but then, yeah, he goes to his house and he starts to brush his teeth. And then he goes insane with brushing his teeth. Yes. He squirts his toothpaste directly into his mouth. So I was experiencing that then when I was seeing that for the first time, and it stuck with me. The, I love it. These last 40 years. Great. All right. Well, yeah, the host was was wonderful. A nice little ending, too. Uh, kind of left you, you know, thinking this thing could still be out there. I don't know if it'll come back. I don't think that, so. It, it's the classic monster effect, right? You know, the monster's not dead. You thought it was dead, but it's not dead because they cut it in half. But when they cut it in half, and I'm like, knowing that's a it's a humanoid flatworm, I'm thinking <laughs> to myself, it's gonna survive with the top half. Like, yeah. you, if if you don't get that top half, the thing is still out there. Of course, it is. Its eyes open up at the end. It still exists. Great. All right. Well, so yeah, it's a very it's three. a very monster. Okay, this is written by Chris Carter and directed by another Game of Thrones director, Daniel Sackheim, uh, also who did uh, Sopranos and stuff. So, so good good talent all around that continues on for for a while. Yeah, moving you on to for the blood, host? though. Yeah, for the host, though. You're talking about the host. Yeah, I'm uh, talking about the, the host. Yeah, moving on to, to Blood, 
Well, this is directed by David Nutter and written by Glenn Morgan and James Wong, uh, with a story Better. by Darren Morgan, who I think was a it was a spec script that was sent in, and they were like, "This is good. We're going to make this into a, a you know an actual filmable episode." That's really rare. Wow. But we go from the host being like, "Look at this fucking crazy sci-fi monster," to the much more grounded and conspiracy-based blood i love blood i think this this is these are these are five out of five five out of five five out of five just keeps on on going second season blood is tense spooky great performance by the dude from blade runner who's like the old the the the, the young guy who's like aging fast who builds uh, the androids yeah yeah uh eb eb farnum or whatever the fuck his name is in deadwood or some shit right yeah he's in deadwood as well yeah 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 uh a good actor as the as the lead william just, sanderson william sanderson that's right he's can't yes down in his luck gets fired he's uh, in uh in like he's, he's in batman the animated series he does the voice of uh not a hard act i can't remember his name but it's hard acts uh, a creator it's the hardest steel guy the guy that creates the terminators huh well, uh, he's he's good in this episode. This episode also is a Monster of the Week episode that features the uh, the lone gunman because it, it it's this is in their you know their milieu of uh, grounded government based second appearance of lone gunman yeah second appearance grounded like real world conspiracies and this one deals with uh, what they're 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 drugging a town. And using subliminal, subliminal. messaging to yep. is there are there drugs too or is it just subliminal messaging? I thought it was both. Yeah, because there was it's like crop dusting, right? And and Boulder uh, yeah. gets exposed to it, awesome. so he can see the subliminal messages. And then you get worried that he's going to go crazy by the end, and or kill people, and therefore be you know shot and killed as well. Yeah. Uh, another reason why this episode is significant. Uh, last season we talked about the episode where Janice from Friends. Uh, was in I don't remember what's the name of that one I can't remember um, but J Janice for Friends is in it briefly because she was dating David Duchovny this one mm. uh, features a, ca a cameo from uh, pornographic actress Ashley Gear, who plays the oh, woman I who goes to the mechanic wow. who thinks she's going to get raped uh, she was quote unquote friends with David Duchovny and then of course a few episodes uh, later we'll get to three which has David Duchovny's then girlfriend at the time so Duchovny was fucking and getting them women he fucked into uh, his episodes or, well into his show they're all his episodes he's in every fucking episode uh, wow and, and with uh, Scully pregnant he had or Anderson pregnant he had to carry a lot of the weight during the first uh, third of this season so Maybe they're just like, yeah, he went, he's fucking another one. Let's put her in the show. You know, that, that was just happening. But she's hot. That scene's great, too, because she's she's all like, you know, it's like typical, like, creepy mechanic. He's like, he's going to fuck her. He's going to rape her. He's going to do something horrible. But, but everything he does is okay. Yeah, every, every single time. He's like, why don't you come over here? I got yeah. something to show you. And See, your, your pistons are leaking. Yeah, I can yeah. fix that up, but it's going to take a couple of days. Why don't you move over here a little bit? There's, there's really lean in, you know, really bend over and lean. See, see, there's oils coming from down there. It's like the weirdest fucking scene. And then she sees a screen that says he's got to rape you and she kills him with like a wrench or something. Yeah, she grabs something and beats the fuck out of him and kills him. Wait, I had no idea that was a porn star named Ashlyn Gear. I'm going to have to like look this woman up now and see how, what she looks like naked. My God. I'll give it to I her. love this shit. Ashlyn Gear. Nude. Um, yeah, she was very hot. And, and, and I'm loving to cover Holy shit! Voices. Oh, no, it's Peter North. I thought that was uh, uh, our boy. Yeah, but 
That's her about to go. Oh, you thought that was David Duchovny? No, like, no, I, no. I thought that was uh, oh Jeff, uh, Jeff Stryker. Stryker. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Okay. Good. Yeah, she's hot. Nice titties. Nice tan lines. Oh man, the nineties. Oh yeah, tan lines were everything, weren't they? No, oh, you, you already got her. I was gonna send her stuff. You've you've already you've already gotten yourself your Ashley oh, yeah. Ashley oh, yeah. gear. Uh, but yeah, she she plays that actress. Um, I mean, you know, she's she's she has a couple of scenes. She has a, you know. She acts. You don't fine. fuck David Duchovny when uh, when when Gillian Anderson is away and not get a few extra scenes out of it. You yeah, know what I mean, well, I mean, you know, the, this is the beginning of the Duchovny uh, wants to fuck. There's there's this is also like the first season, or sorry, the the early episode, one of these episodes. I can't remember which one. Maybe more than one. This is where you start finding out oh, that Mulder's she in, did anal. M- she does anal. Mulder, the character Mulder. Uh, watches porn a lot and that's like a character thing and the censors are always like you can't have that be a thing and they're like Chris Carter liked it as a character trait and obviously it was just bringing in some of the real Duchovny real Duchovny who's a fucking perv uh, into, the, anal, into the character but he always yeah no I'm, I, I believe like 90s anal is rare way different anal yeah than, than today's anal yeah. today's anal is like part of the gig yeah no today's anal you fucking that's day two Dude, she looks great in this fucking Danny.com. Oh my god. I'm like, oh, I remember Danny Ash's site. Yeah. That's a great She had good talent. Um the, this episode, I, I love this episode for reasons other than the porn star. Uh it just it, it's uh it's a dark episode that deals with like could, could you cause a town to fucking go crazy? Uh it it it, it heavily evokes real world events at the end, kind of being doing like the uh oh, ten lines pretty good uh doing like I the love whole, those tan lines the those whole so uh, austin university of texas at austin's uh is all clock tan tower lines? shooting is how uh, oh yes ends. and yes uh, i'm sorry i thought we we're talking about ashton gear again yeah oh yeah when that happened i actually my wife and i started talking about like oh yeah that's that fucking like did that happen in texas my dad was going there at the time oh my god did your dad get shot at no he wasn't anywhere near it but uh did he know anybody that died uh i don't know i don't think so goodness gracious uh, but uh, yeah, no, it was, it was like fucking, like that's that's very grounded. And the uh, lone gunman talk about the um, DHET or whatever it was called, the stuff that they, uh, the government actually sprayed on fucking pregnant women and stuff. Like it was supposed to, I think it was supposed to be a mosquito repellent. Like like just in, in terms of the fact that we just had a massive vaccine rollout. I, I think I from what my memory, whatever the lone gunmen were uh, were talking about. And they show like actual like news footage of like the government just dousing people with a chemical that they didn't know if yep. it was good or bad. That's like, oh shit. They've been doing this for a long time and this is just the, the first national rollout. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I, I, in college, I uh, saw uh, videos of that type of shit and it was uh, shocking. You'd have literally kids chasing these trucks with giant tanks on them and clouds cloud makers coming out of them and the kids just running in the cloud makers running in the clouds oh and they're like oh they all died of cancer yeah it's it's it's, uh it's creepy stuff and and the way the episode ends is with uh molder gets like he sees his phone before text messages the phone like tells him like it, it sends like one of the you know kill blood kill murder. all it, no it's it says like well that was fun done now or something like that Oh yeah, it does end it. Yeah, it, it's like it's like goodbye, thank you, goodbye. So yeah, there is a weird little 
trans uh, transmission at the very end. Um, yeah, okay. Uh, Blood was good. Blood was really good. It was fun. Um, I don't know if I put it at five out of five boys, but I'm really not rating episodes individually. Sleepless, uh, another great episode. Also, I think um, does this is this the one that introduces his new partner? Um, or do we already are we introduced to him already? I thought Alex Krychek. This is his first episode, yeah. I think. Yeah, it, which is weird because it's also. I want to make sure this, this made possible spoiler, but I'm pretty sure it's the end of this fucking episode is where it's revealed that he's evil or bad at least. Yeah, no, it is. You see him talking to the cigarette smoking man and then he, yeah. And Dwayne Barry, he, or Ascension, he fucking kills that. Well, guy. what, what you know about the end of this episode is that when he's reporting, um, about, uh, Mulder, he talks about Dana Scully and that how she's probably a bigger problem than Mulder is. Yeah. And then literally the smoking man uh, takes his cigarette and he goes, there's always uh, solutions to a problem or something like that. Mm -hmm. And then he puts out the cigarette. And when he's doing that, I literally looked over my daughter and I went, oh, uh, you know what that is? That's a metaphor. And she's like, for what? To kill Scully or get or, rid of her. Or neutralize her in some way. Neutralizer, right? Um, and it was, you know, it was it was fun. It was a it was a, it was a great little uh, ending. It was a nice little addition to have this character who you didn't know if he was evil, but you knew that he was essentially Scully um, again because Scully was originally utilized the same way in the first season, right? She was reporting on Mulder, but this guy Alex Krychek is reporting to directly to this uh, smoking man, yeah, which is a little bit more sinister and insidious, at least in nature, feeling at this point. Um, yep. and, and Krychek Krychek's kind of an operator like who's just kind of after the events of the season are, are is trying to kind of survive on his own but um, he's, oh no spoilers but no yeah spoilers. no he's not but he, you know from this point he, he's not necessarily evil or he's definitely not good he's kind of the an, an ugly uh, of them but in this episode alright this is the episode with Tony Todd as the the Vietnam vet the Candyman had, yeah, Tony Todd, Candyman himself, uh, had an experiment done on him to make it so that he doesn't have to sleep anymore. Yes, and this is um, something. Uh, this episode uh, ha has kind of um, a twist that's repeated not too far down the line. Actually, it will be something we'll be talking about again tonight. Um, but what's interesting about this episode is you have a monster, yeah, right? Uh, uh, this guy created by the military who's a monster now. And he he can create uh, visions, and he can m make you essentially like the Purple Man, uh, Kilgrave from Jessica Jones, uh, and Marvel. Um, like like so they, re they revisit that power again with a different villain in season three in a Vince Gilligan episode called Pusher. That's one of my favorite episodes as well. Oh, can't wait to get there. Um, but in this episode, yeah, he'll 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 make you see hallucinations. Yeah. Uh, make you see a you fire and your body acts like it's you burn. burning to death, but it doesn't. You get doesn't shot to death burn, by yeah. a firing squad, and you actually were shot to death by a firing squad. Um, but what's great is that when you see uh, um, uh, Candyman Tony Todd uh, go through and eliminate all these people at first it's it's a monster killing innocence by the end of the episode you kind of understand yeah. why uh, uh what's his name augustus cole actually was doing uh Candyman, why he was actually doing all the shit he was actually enacting revenge he was the unabomber right at first the unabomber was incredibly evil a villain a horrible person that was attacking innocent people and now we look back at the unabomber like oh he was actually wiping out people that experimented on him and other people around him. So you're like, okay, allegedly or whatever. So like, it's the same thing with this, this uh, Candyman, Tony Todd's character. 
that like literally he's enacting revenge. He is an anti-hero of sorts. Yeah. Um, well, and so Tony that's Todd kind is of great cool. at, at being like sympathetic, uh, scary things. Sympathetic, scary, and also fragile. Yeah, as evidence but, in Candyman, and of course in Transformers: Revenge of the Fallen, where he plays the Fallen. Oh yeah, very fragile is the Fallen. He can't do anything the whole movie until the very end. Um, but yeah, no, but like for such a big guy, right? A very formidable person. Uh, he's great he's in this also episode. Very yeah. fragile. He's great in this episode. Uh, and it's his eyes. It's the way he can hold his face. It's the way he holds his mouth. Um, the way that he feels like there's almost lack of muscle, like his jaws loose, and he's and that he's kind of you know he, in that moment he's. He's he's nervous and worrisome, but and all of that feels like this like you know character cracking and breaking, and the way he's actually acting through his eyes. What, what, it, the one thing I noticed over and over again in season two was holy shit, it's that person was over and over yeah. and over again mm -hmm. in almost every episode in these first ten episodes. I was there would be somebody go holy shit, it's that person. Yeah, like wow, they're actually like getting like great. I mean. I'm excited by like the the casting. No, you that's get going you get A-listers. You get a fucking 18, 17 year old Ryan Reynolds looking kind of fat. Actually, you get like A-listers who are like before they were famous, or you get like William Sanderson, like like oh, it's that guy from the that. Those Wait, roles. Ryan Reynolds is going to be in an X Files episode? Yeah. Oh wow, I have no idea. Um, okay, we'll get there eventually. Don't tell me what season. I want it to be more of a surprise. Um. I, other, other than what we kind of discussed already, the uh, Tony Todd's character um, and uh, Krychek, uh, there's not much more to this episode. Well, yeah, Krychek is, is the episode. Yeah, Krychek is the episode. Because like, but it's it's enhancing the story around these characters, right? That there's other other characters beyond them that are puppet masters. Well, you don't like. I mean, again, like Baby Boy Falcon, 1994 had no idea. Like this new guy's Alex Krychek is right. Dana leaving because people left shows you never fucking know know what, what's really going on you don't have the internet you don't have twitter you don't have all that you had stuff entertainment weekly you had entertainment, entertainment but you, a tv guide uh would, yep. would tell me things but i was just like is this guy is this the new guy because he like their dynamic they have their whole like thing like they have their whole like their arc of of you know uh the uh the x-files aren't yet reopened but Mulder is getting assigned to cases that are basically x-files and he's also hearing from uh, oh, you actually see Mister X in this episode, I think too, right? I don't recall. I, don't, I can't remember. I think this is his first appearance. He actually shows up in person, and he's Mister X. Yeah, uh, yeah, Black Deep Throat. I thought okay, yeah. I think. Oh so. yeah, I guess I guess that's yeah. I guess that's the first time you kind of. Um, I think it's the first time you actually know him as X. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, yeah. So and, and he's he's like you know you have to keep investigating these cases because the X-Files is important and you're, you're, you're close to something. And he's got this new partner, Alex Krychek, and he's like, I don't like you. Uh, I don't I don't want to be friends with you. And, and through the episode, he he acts totally different than Scully. He's like, oh yeah, it's Vietnam experiments and stuff. He he, he, fought, he like agrees with Mulder. He, he wants to believe. He, he, he's like going with it. And, and like the big, before you get the reveal that Krychek is working with uh, Cancer Man, you, you have like a moment where what happens uh tony todd's like about to kill some guy and he mind fucks with Krychek to make him think that he's holding a gun so Krychek yes. shoots him and and Mulder knows he was it's just fucking with him it's, it's not a gun it's a bible 
It's a Bible, yeah. Yeah, and and uh, and then, it, but he like in Christchurch, like I, I he had a gun. He was, I was gonna, I was trying to protect you, my new partner, who I care about, and and. Uh, Mulder's like you did the right thing, Alex Krychek, or whatever, something yep. like that. So, so like it, it ends up with like on a positive, like he he's kind of accepting Krychek, and then boom, you get the reveal, Krychek's bad. They could have milked that for no, a while he's not bad in that moment, right? When they re- the reveal is not that he's bad. The reveal is that he's he's Compromise. informing he's, yeah. the smoking yeah. man about all the things going on with him and Mulder, right? Yeah, you don't realize Krychek's bad until like later between i think it's Dwayne barrier ascension the only thing i want to say is that blood and sleepless back to back also are two episodes that don't deal with aliens directly and they deal with uh military experimenting on people and the military doing like crazy experiments on people on viet on soldiers during vietnam is a real thing it goes well beyond uh this act, one episode of the X-Files Rick and Morty makes a joke about it there's the men who stare at goats d- deals with it uh, like uh, other shows like, uh, like I, I think they actually did this kind of stuff giving like Viet- people who have been drafted for Vietnam giving them like LSD and, and shit to make them stay awake forever make them into kill- yeah. better killing machines uh, yeah. this, this is like an actual like creepy another thing where it's like the government does creepy things yep. and and uh we're gonna speed, deal with that I stuff think, too i think speed was another one that was uh I'm sure. designed for soldiers well all right so we now now we have gotten to the reason kind of why all this is happening to some degree obviously we, we did the throwaway the throwaway alien episode to do the throwaway alien episode uh, during Throw Alien, hearing about it, not knowing what it was before the show, I was just like, this is fucking the X-Files. This is kind of like Dwayne Barry, specifically, his character. Yep. I mentioned that. Ballard goes, who the fuck's Dwayne Barry? I don't know. I've watched this episode of the X-Files with, with tubes and, and an elevator. Uh, escalator. Escalator. <laughs> you didn't remember any uh, anything from like the Dwayne Barry arc or the Ascension I, arc? No, no, I, I don't recall any, any X-Files other than that Tombs episode, which I didn't know the name of. Yeah, in the movies. And... In the movies, I had seen both movies and I knew the movies. Yeah. Um, but I had seen so. Oh, and I knew in the Giovanni Ribzi episode of uh, X Files, I had seen as well, and I, or I remember. Oh, where he can control seen, lightning. Yeah, you'll get to that. Right. Season three. But I had seen episodes. I just didn't recall any of them other than the Tombs episode and that uh, Giovanni Ribzi one. Um, this one to me is super memorable. So it's all new, yeah. but the show's new to me. Yeah. Like, it, and I was shocked by the Dwayne Barry connection to throw Whalian that I was like, you know what? I'm going to make my way to it. I've been building up this. Yeah. I've been building up this episode every time we talk about throw Whalian and comparing and contrasting it with the uh, Dwayne Barry stuff. And there's still more information to come, obviously, about what happened to Scully. And then, of course, by correlation, what was happening to Dwayne Barry. Uh, there's still more twists and reveals because Dude, Dwayne Barry is like Wrath of Khan in in the sense that you Wrath of Khan is the second uh, uh, movie in a franchise. So for all intents and purposes, it should be the second act in a trilogy. Oh no, no, it isn't. It's the beginning of like the next four film storyline. Like you don't get to the final films, frontier yeah. if you don't have Wrath of Khan. You just can't. It's a perfect connection all the way, practically, to Undiscovered Country. This, I mean, this expands the mythology mythos a lot in terms of making it personal, but it also, this this is just a, a, a fucking great episode, written and directed by Chris Carter. 
Uh, this might be his like best episode. This is Dwayne Barry. I Even though so. Dwayne Barry and Ascension are basically just one long episode, even yeah. the first use of the to be continued, uh, and, and different people handled the next one, obviously with a lot of Chris Carter's guidance because you had to make these on a fucking schedule. Uh, but uh, and also just just more Vancouver-y goodness, uh, especially at Ascension. Uh, but yeah, Dwayne Barry. Uh, st- so we at this point we've seen you know the alien fetus. We've seen uh, at, the, at the end of the last season, we saw the silhouette of an alien. And then this episode's cold fucking open just shows full on aliens wa- standing around yep. and abducting the fuck out of Dwayne Barry. But people in suits, people in suits. We're seeing, are they wearing, what do you mean? There are people like, no, no, no. I mean, like they, they're actors. They were, yeah, actors in actors alien, yeah. costumes. Actors in costumes. But yeah. of course, people this scene in suits, all, what? People in suits is super confusing. Sorry, yeah, there are people in suits. People in suits. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, I love that song. So good. Uh, Dwayne. So yeah, but we're seeing this. Oh, the cold open and all of the flashbacks are Dwayne Barry's memory. They're not, we're not necessarily seeing what he's seeing. They might not be aliens there. His memories might be distorted. He might be wrong. We don't see the uh, Scully get abducted at the end of Ascension or halfway through Ascension. Uh, you know, you, you, you never, Mulder never sees an alien. Scully never sees an alien. Krychik never sees an alien. Like, it, it, it's all flashbacks from in Dwayne this, Barry. In this episode, you mean, I guess, In this right? episode. I'm talking about in this episode specifically. Okay. So, like, even though this seems to be, like, the big confirmation that, fuck, yes, there's aliens and they're abducting Dwayne Barry, this might not be aliens. I just want to point that down the line because there's some but interesting also, stuff coming. So we're clear. The beginning of the season, we Mulder. We know Mulder saw an alien that as a boy. Was some stuff, yeah. That that was, and we saw Mulder saw it again at Arecibo. And we know at the end of season finale, last season, season yeah. one, Scully sees the baby alien fetus or a deformed human being, yeah, or whatever. Exactly. That's so that's that's both the our real main characters we have. have seen it. Yeah. Both our main characters have seen something extraterrestrial. Yeah, that's but that's the real evidence. Whereas this episode just kind of like you fully in focus aliens, just kind of fucking chilling and abducting uh oh, yeah. th- this might not be as big of thing as, as as you know the opening leads us to believe and the, it highlights that in the episode because they make it clear that Dwayne Barry's had part of his fucking parade removed that allows him to know what's real and what's not real but it also yeah. seems like he's actually being abducted so there's a lot of, of shit going on this this is a tense episode uh Ballard this this, this is you 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 tell the experience of watching Dwayne Barry and Ascension mm-hmm. for the first time. At first, I kept thinking, "Oh my God, is Throw Whalian gonna go crazy like this and like take people hostage?" Because I mean, the episode Dwayne Barry episode is is practically just a hostage movie. It's a yes. Dog Day Afternoon. It's the Negotiator. Yeah. It's whatever that John Travolta one was, and that was filmed in San Jose. Like, it's just you know, it was a hostage film. Um, it was fun. It was fun that they brought Mulder in. CCH Pounder. Yeah. Uh, she's in it. Um, I forget her character's name, but she was like an FBI yeah. agent. And then the whole thing you find out is that the FBI is essentially trying to silence one of their own. Yeah, because he was an FBI agent briefly. Yeah, he used to be an FBI. Because he calls a bunch of bluffs. And then he kind of realizes that when Mulder comes in uh, disguised as a paramedic, he's like, oh, yeah, right. You're, you're FBI. Yeah. Um, th- through a bunch of conversations and stuff and Mulder talking to him. That's a great. Uh, he, that's a great moment where, where where Dwayne Barry's like reading like, oh yeah, so now you're gonna do this and this and this and Mulder looks at the board that's supposed to tell him what to do and it says yeah. that and he's like, who the fuck is this guy? He's FBI, isn't he? Uh, that's he's a, FBI, that's isn't a, he? Yeah, that's a great fucking uh, 
um, a moment. But yeah, so the, the, the base of the episode is Dwayne Barry is a dude who claims he's being frequently abducted by aliens. We find him in a mental institution. Uh, he kidnaps his side. Years later. Y yeah, years, years later. Years later. Like the, the whole cold open is years ago. That's a long time ago. He's in a mental institution for, for a long time. And he kidnaps his psychiatrist, escapes the mental institution, wants to take his psychiatrist to the first place he was abducted, which he knows is in the mountains and he knows kind of the name of it. But there's no But he also but knows that that's supposed to be the place they're going to pick him up. Yeah. But it's also 1994 and he can't Google it or, or go on right. a computer. So he has to go to a travel agency to help him figure out where it is. And that's where we begin in media res where Mulder's uh, pulled into this, this story because he's like, well, you'll know the things to say to him to make him not shoot people because you mm -hmm. kind of are in this alien shit. And Mulder doesn't entirely believe him at first. He goes in thinking the dude's delusional, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mo most of what Mulder kind of approaches this whole season up to this point, uh, he's very skeptical yeah. of a lot of things. Um, Scully's rubbed uh, off on him kind of. Uh, yeah, in a lot of ways, and I think that like when he's not like you know he 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 thinks that all the things he's getting thrown at him uh, cases wise are just bullshit. Likely, um, of course they aren't, and that's the whole point of it. Um, but yeah, he he does go into this skeptical. He doesn't understand why he's being needed. Uh, and then when CCH Powder's like, yeah, you understand aliens, right? And this guy claims he's an alien abductee, so maybe you can communicate him or communicate with him on on a level that none of us can, because none of us believe this guy and think he's a fucking psycho yeah, and maybe they're all like don't, don't get sucked into his fucking crazy stuff and, and yeah. like start acting like you believe him though that's his the worst that's the worst thing you could do and that's what immediately he starts doing yes he does okay because Mulder's you know intrigued right if he can ask someone that's potentially an abductee you know any questions I mean it helps him understand more about what happened to his sister yeah. right so um, you get some great flashbacks of the abductions and stuff like that and of the drilling on him. Mm. I can't remember if it's this episode or Ascension, but there's a laser point where they use the lasers to drill into his tooth, and that is some incredible That's in this one. That's what, he starts effects. screaming, like, they, they drilled with my teeth. They drilled my teeth. And the, yes. you see him having that happen where it's a laser. And the That's straight up, that is straight up fire in the sky, yeah. that moment. Yeah, like, but it is very I had, much inspired I, I think that. I'd seen this before, fire in the sky. I mean, this, this, this was me, my, my first introduction to uh, you don't want Dude, to be abducted the visual effect though of the laser going in his mouth and then him like whatever the the laser drilling and then the debris flying out of his mouth was just like spit created by like one of those squirt uh the little water squirters that a dentist puts in there but the way they had the water like start squirting out of his mouth the spray like it seemed like it was like tooth enamel like being like d like dust it's a good effect it looks Beautiful. it looks real it looks like he's actually his teeth drilled it looks like there's a laser in the guy's mouth like carving away his tooth it's a fucking great shot it's really good it's very impactful um this is the best thing about this episode it is the first time in the series we have to be continued yeah well the to be continued is because scully gets uh kidnapped by uh Dwayne Barrett. Correct. That, and that's scary. That's a really scary scene. So she's calling Mulder, leaving a message for him. In the middle of the phone call uh, that she's leaving the voicemail for, uh, Mulder, she hears a noise by the window. The window blinds are closed. She opens them, and it is a face yeah. right there. It is actually freaky as fuck. Um, and it's a it's a very wonderful jump scare. And you, you kind of – you're like, holy shit, wait, what's going to happen? There's, like, no time left in the episode – What's going on here? Yeah. To be continued. 
Yeah, there's so good. We, get, we start getting those uh, this episode too, the two parters for mythology episodes because they realize they, you know, you really need ninety minutes to tell a movie like story, and, and and this is, yeah, there are there distinct episodes because yeah, Dwayne Barry is thirty minutes of of uh, traveling to see hostage negotiation movie, yeah, uh, and then Ascension yep. is kidnapping, you know, trying to find somebody. It's a manhunt uh, episode. Yep. Uh, although I think they find her like halfway through and then it's, it's dealing with the fallout from the fact that uh scully's been, scully's gone missing and, and like nobody fucking you know believes that's that's what he thinks has happened like that it's, it's actually an alien uh abduction. No, no, uh no scully doesn't is not found at the end of this episode she's missing yeah no she's she's got she, she disappears halfway through the episode yes uh, yeah, or maybe in the first act, uh, or at least, yeah, the first two segments she's gone, I thought it was. It was pretty early on. Yeah. Uh, but they are hunting her, and it's great. It's one of those things where they did the classic, um, uh, they had, like, uh, the cop uh, dashboard cam. Um, on, and, and so when the uh, cops tries to stop uh, uh, fucking, what's his face? Dwayne Barry. Dwayne Barry, and uh, Scully's, Scully's in the, in the trunk. trunk, yeah. And uh, the cop, like, knows something's up, and he goes to check the trunk. And that's when Dwayne Barry kills him. And it's all covered on this cop cam, dashboard cam. It's out of focus. But there's a point where the uh, Dwayne Barry opens up the trunk to see Scully in it. And so Mulder has his, you know, AV guy, audio-video guy, zoom in on that shot. And then it all of a sudden enhances to, like, a different lens. FBI so had, different 94 lighting. FBI had, like, fucking uh, a little dude, bit of I love it. I love those moments. But you know what? It's not that bad considering... Um, they didn't. They they try. They really do try uh, to make it seem um, authentic and not have it be like a vastly different. Yeah, lens. it's not. It's not a fucking twenty four megapixel photo. It's still a blurry no. image of, uh, and it's a creepy image too because it looks like a real Even crime. Today. kidnapping. Yes. And, oh yeah, she's like her eyes are like crazy, like bugged out and like looking darting off to the left or whatever it was. Um, today, even the cop cameras on the dashboards could like you couldn't zoom in and get like quality images like that. Like, the technology doesn't even exist today. I love it. Unless the FBI has that technology today, maybe they do. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's great because then you have like, she goes missing because uh, Dwayne takes her to the the point. The UFO UAP shows up, so you get this first moment when Mulder's approaching that uh, that hill where Dwayne Barry's taking Scully, and uh, Mulder gets up to the top of the hill and a light just zips off silently, and again exactly how UAPs are described today. And then later he sees Dwayne Barry and he's like about to choke. Dwayne Barry's all upset and he's like, "Where's Skull?" And he's like, "They took her." You know, I told you they had to take somebody, and that was the whole point. He was going to give his uh, psychiatrist to yeah. the aliens uh, originally, and so he gave Scully to the aliens. And then another light shows up, and Dwayne Barry starts freaking out and panicking, thinking that they're coming back. And it, it's not. It's clearly helicopters. It's a helicopter, yeah. But it's great because when you understand that that earlier light you saw had no sound around it, no wind being created around it. Like, it's a different technology. So it, that was clearly that was really a UFO. That was not some random helicopter zipping off. Um, and so the, she was she was really given to the aliens, as far as you can consider this in the X Files world. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. She was she was really given to the aliens. And then and then you have Dwayne Barry, like taken back. And this is where Crycheck starts to become evil, right? Because then like. Uh, you have Krychek and Mulder watching over Dwayne Barry. Mulder like yells at him and chokes him because he's so upset about where Scully went. And then he like walk, goes for a walk, and he says he's, he's like to Krychek, he's like, "No one goes in there and talks to him but me." And then he leaves. And then when he comes back, Krychek's in there talking to him. And then like, not too long after that, fucking Dwayne Barry dies. 
He like die, just completely dies. Well, so and the whole he, Mulder's trying to prevent Scully from being uh, taken away. Obviously, he's trying to get her yes. as fast as possible. He's got there was a tense scene where he's taking a cable car up, right? And, and yes. Krychek is get a, is on the ground. He gets a call like, "Stop him! Don't 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 let him do a thing." He don't, I, I don't think you hear the other end of the call, but the, he kills the cable car operator and stops right. the fucking cable car. Well, Mulder was going to kill that cable car uh, operator as well because. Earlier, he's like, get me up to the top of the mountain. The guy's like, I can't do anything about it. Sorry. And Mulder's like, here's my gun. I'll fucking shoot you. And the guy's like, okay, I'll do it, I guess. Yeah. Like, Mulder threatened killing that man as well. That was a little that weird. Guy, that guy was was never in good hands with either FBI agent, to be honest. Well, it's not super – I mean, how, how – Alex Krychek, you know, he's he's obviously a mole, but, like, it takes a lot to get into the FBI. I mean, that's a lot of work. Uh, um, Yeah, but haven't you seen a little movie called The Departed? Yeah, that's. It, I mean, I guess just, it's not that hard. You just uh, groom him young. Yeah, just get, get him. Yeah, yeah. Well, he he's definitely a a pro at whatever he is. Uh, you know, an agent. You said it earlier. You said it earlier. He's an operator. Yeah, an operator. That's a good word for it. Black black he, ops agent of some kind. He is somebody that can do the wet work, right? And yes. like he's 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 been given the role of being Mulder's partner because. He might need to do a little wet work, well, he, a little he, dirty work. Is it this episode? He must be. He, he uh, Project kills Dwayne Barry, right? He he kills. He poisons it, him it, in the it, hospital. It, it, it is not clear, but it is it's a very yeah widely believed that when you see the episode, Dwayne Barry dies because of Crychek going in there and invest and interrogating him during the investigation when Mulder says specifically, "No one goes in there but me." And Crychek goes. I thought, you know, I heard him choking. I heard him coughing. I went in to go check on him. He says, you are choking him. And so later when uh, Krychek's speaking to his bosses and he's all like, you know, you know, what should we do? Uh, whatever. Like with me and Mulder at this point, and they're like, we'll keep you there. We're going to make it look good. And so he's like, okay, really? He's like, yeah, we'll make it look good. And so then they kind of like Mulder goes in and he's got to get reprimanded essentially for the death of Dwayne Barry. And they're like, Mulder, did you possibly kill him? He goes, what do you think? Is they're like, well, Krychek says this, that you went in there and then he started choking and then he went and checked on him. And he goes, yeah, does Krychek say that I also killed him too? And like, actually, no, he corroborates all your, your, your story. Yeah. And, and he's like, oh, okay. And it's like, oh, dude, that is such a great, clever way of keeping him and Mulder together. But by the end of this episode. He realizes he sees the cigarettes in, in the car, right? Correct. He, the Morley, the Morley brand cigarettes. Correct. It's clearly Marlboro, right? I mean, God damn. It's like so Marlboro. That's what Jesse Pinkman smokes. The, 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 sometimes. There's also a Wilmington brand. I think that's also an X-Files reference. But uh, Oh, I haven't seen that one or noticed it at least yet. Uh, not, I think it's later, but uh, yeah, because okay. the Morley cigarette was uh, was found to be too close to uh, Marlboro? the Marlboro, so they had to change it to Wilmington, and that that's what Jesse keeps his uh, rice and cigarette in. But then after that, later, and at least in El Camino, he speak spoken Morley again because that whatever <laughs> 2007. What I mean, or two, well, El Camino was 2017. Uh, yeah, El Camino wasn't long ago. Like, yeah. At that point, the fucking Marlboro is not suing anyone successfully. But the uh, in the official like X Files because they had books each season. Like the X, this is this is your season guy. There wasn't a Wikipedia to go to, so you had to buy the the books that you know Fox Publishing put out. And wow. uh, and the first two because I had them all. They're still in my fucking house, uh, my parents' house. Um, the first Dude, two books- Dude, have them mail those to you. You should have those. I should get them, yeah. Uh, the first, I don't know how, how many I have. I probably have seasons th uh, two, one, two, three, and four, but- uh, Dude, you gotta have three and four for the next conversation. Officially, uh, 
the cigarette smoking, smoking man was called cancer man for those first two seasons and it wasn't the cigarettes it was uh, the american cancer association was like we don't like how you're using the word cancer man as the wow. name of your evil uh darth vader figure of your movie can you not so they they then they had officially renamed him cigarette smoking man but they always called him Cancer Man within the office. And of course, uh, Cancer Man's like the seventh or no, fifth or I think maybe fifth episode of Breaking Bad is named Cancer Man as a reference to it. Oh, Obviously, wow. you know, Walter White had cancer, but Cancer Man yeah. specifically was a reference. To I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I know what you'd mean, though. But yeah, that's the name of the episode. But that's crazy. I had no idea connected to this. It's, it's we've talked about the connections with Breaking Bad and and uh, X Files. Uh, I think in the very first time we talked about Throwaway Alien, and that there's an episode where Brian Cranston is trying to like you know travel yeah. as far west before his head explodes. Justin is hard. And just, just recently, that episode. <laughs> we, we were just talking um, uh, with Justin is hard about that and like how he remembered that episode. And I think he was talking about an episode we're going to talk tonight. He's about. He's apparently a bit pretty big X Files fan. I did not know. He was talking about Firewalker, right, or something like that. Yeah, why? Well, I, I, I mentioned it. You, you sent a text about some media you're collided with a uh, volcano, a volcano. And, and that's what happens in Firewalker as, at least as far as I recall it was a, a meteor left that spore or whatever was in there we'll, we'll talk about Firewalker silicone later. based we're, we're, we're on Ascension form. Ascension is, uh, wraps up with uh, kind of finally giving us an idea because at this point we don't know if Skinner's good or bad Skinner's like alright fuck Crychex this Crychex on the run though yeah Crychex, Crychex disappeared so Mulder figured it out right just because we were talking about the cigarettes a moment yes, ago Mulder yes. figures out the cigarettes and then Crychex because Skinner and Mulder talk and and Skinner tells him yeah we checked Crychex uh, home his office everything's cleared out yeah, so he now finally believes Mulder to a, enough of a degree that he says, I'm reopening the X-Files. Yes, and that's the best part about the end of this episode is that the X-Files are now back, yeah. essentially. But Mulder's on we, his don't own. Have, we don't have Scully. And I think you have Mulder talk to Scully's mom um, throughout the whole episode. Um, she's there in the very beginning when Mulder goes to Dana's uh, uh, apartment. But she's there at the end again to tell Mulder that, you know, like she's ready to move on essentially. But, you know, here's her uh, Scully's necklace. Like she gives it back to Mulder, but she's like, here's her necklace. I want it when, or uh, I want, I want you to ha hold on to it until you find her. And then Mulder goes to that hillside that uh, Dwayne Barry uh, essentially, uh, I guess, gave Scully's body, then donated the body to the aliens. Um, and he, he looks up, and it's that classic image of Mulder looking up to the sky, right? Light on him, darkness around him, looking up at the sky. And I had no idea that this image was what clearly Springfield Files, the Simpson episode that does X-Files, was homaging when they had him at the end just kind of, you know, screaming. And just Dana was there, Dana Scully was there, but screaming and looking up to the sky and all that yeah. stuff. They homaged that shot a little bit in that moment. And I, I was like, oh, yeah, that's that shot. Of course, it was there first in the next files and not Simpsons. Um, but it was cool to see that because that, that, that's pop culture. And I finally saw that in context well, of what, like in the show, what it meant. Briefly, let's touch on the throw alien connections to Dwayne Barry. Both were let's abducted multiple times, both were enduring severe emotional stress from the experience. Dwayne Barry makes it seem more like he was just a lab rat being borderline tortured through what they were doing whereas throw aliens like they kind of make you seem okay with it and they use little ice cream scoops to take little little chunks out of you but it doesn't hurt more than getting a shot 
Tony Barry makes it clear it hurts a lot more than getting a shot. Uh, no alien uh, talks to him or has little communications. He doesn't get to watch anything on the monitors. He just is a lab rat. Uh, yeah. And nobody brings him salt. Could you imagine no. one of the... He's like, they drilled my teeth. They they tortured me and you know, cut parts of me and, and put implants in my brain and cut parts of my brain out. And then there's like one the last flashback, like, and they gave me salt. <laughs> it's like the alien with amazing. A ball, of, ball of fucking salt being like, here you go. <laughs> well, that's all part of why Throw Aliens account reads so well to me, right? It makes it so fascinating. Unique, at least. so interesting. Yes. Is he- Unique. Well, because his perspective is so like... Yeah, it's like uh, they just, you know, they they take you up. You, you got to go through the process. It sucks. It's not the best situation. and But it's not it's not what life should be, and you don't want it. And I think when I was like, I want aliens to take me up. But I, after – because I think I talked about that after I read the throwaway alien post. Yeah, it's gotta, like, what if it was like the Dwayne Barry experience? And that's when you said Dwayne Barry. Yeah, you mentioned Dwayne Barry without that. You're like, wait until you see Dwayne Barry in X-Files because – you don't want that experience and and then throw alien you know much later seven years later not you know not long ago here in reality um was like you know oh actually there's two other kinds besides me that they take up there i'm sorry i misled you earlier yeah, there's a kind there's that one... they really hurt <laughs> oh yeah or, there, or, two, or there's two other kinds that they they research yeah there's one where they don't t- they don't talk to them they don't see them they don't take them they just watch them and then there's Andy. the kind that they actually do experiments on Dwayne barry's kind of the experiment kind there's a lot of other connections Dwayne Barry had, like, uh, and X-Files has in general, right? Like, the radio just cutting out. Time kind of stopping is something X-Files has been a big uh, supporter of uh, for the narrative. Nothing throwaway ever says about that. But it would be interesting to think that, like, that would explain why they're able to do the abductions without really being seen. Uh, it's because they're just kind of, like, you know, blacking everyone out for however long they need to. Um, and then the other thing with Dwayne Barry and throwaway, I felt like it was interesting connections-wise was how when when Dwayne Barry's character is kind of like having these panic attacks and everything and is unable to kind of like mesh with society, feels kind of disconnected from society the whole time and is so like, you know, focused on just trying to like take care of his own life and, 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 and essentially offer another body so he doesn't have to continue this process. Yeah. It felt a little bit like the way kind of like, yeah, I, I guess the stress levels you, you read in the throw alien account, right? Like the kind of like, you don't want this. You don't need a this. lot. Throw Alien talks about a lot of them like, commit suicide and stuff like that. And like that's that. Even though he's like, like I'm, a, I'm kind of okay with it. And I, you know, like he implies that some people are not okay mm-hmm. with it, and that's where the Dwayne Barry kind of connections uh, uh, come in. And you also see, I, you might it might not be an actual like again. You might not actually be seeing it because right? it, it's just Mulder's kind of imagination of. I think this is an ascension, right? Where, where where you see her being actually experimented on briefly, and she's in like a completely white room. That's yeah. That's from Throw Alien. Like the 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 medical rooms Similar. are just pure white. They're like pumping like like some of the gas into her stomach. I remember after that episode they aired, impregnate her. Well, no, she wasn't being impregnated. Oh, I thought she was being pregnant, and that's and they were they're like, oh, she's gonna be having a baby later. No, I I I remember like talking to people after that, like other school kids who did watch the X Files, and they're like, they made Scully pregnant, and I'm like, I think they were just doing an experiment where they this is uh, you know when I when I saw it, I think I watched it with my dad, and he's like, I think they're pumping air into her stomach right now as a as a test, but Weird. I, she's, we knew from probably TV guy that like you know this is because. Julian Anderson's pregnant, actress is pregnant, so he's like they're just using the fact that she's pregnant 
for the the special effect, basically. But a lot of right. people misinterpreted that as thinking she was pregnant. She's not. Okay. There's no pregnancy, at least in, in anywhere near here. So. Because I thought that I I thought it was not a, a flashback or a dream or anything like that. I thought it was a real scene we were seeing. And um, well, they use the flat. They they they're they showing Mulder and then they do like a flash wipe. To it so they do and i think they also kind of shoot it like with like a little bit like of a, of a of a glow right mm -hmm. effect like vaseline on the lens um but i was wondering like yeah if like the scene prior to that because if i if i'm not mistaken that was around a commercial break if that there was almost a scene prior to that that was deleted of like one of the aliens walking up to like dana scully and going this will not be over quickly you will not enjoy this Ugh. i am not your king <laughs> like that was you know and then that all happened like i was like oh that would make more sense to what was going on that but you saw the, you her. saw the next several episodes, so obviously you knew that she wasn't didn't have a fucking alien baby inside of her. Oh, I know. I still thought that. I still thought that, and I still think that. Like I was like, okay, this might end with the season finale of Dana Scully's pregnant. What happens to the baby? And maybe they take the baby from her. I didn't know. I don't know. Like I'm no. watching this. I'm watching this with like a, a, essentially as innocent as possible, and as I've never seen this before like so to me i'm i'm just coming up with a lot of theories that'll probably be wrong yeah well, uh, we'll, wrong. we'll get to more we'll, we'll, i mean we'll we'll revisit a lot of this in one breath because basically it's just kind of the 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 cap of, of this story arc but let's let's briefly talk about arguably the most divisive episode i have had conversations with people who are like I fucking hate that episode. That is not three we're talking about three the next episode Ooh, some people I like talk about three like uh, it, it's a uh, like like oh it's like a USA like up at night like sexy murder sh show or something like that. Good. It's so it's it's shot differently. I mean it's still shot in Vancouver, but it takes place in Los Angeles. So they're trying yeah, to with, shoot with LA fires with the LA fires wildfires. Yeah, so they're on. trying to which were actually happening at, like at the time the episode was made. I think still uh, are, but you know the footage obviously wasn't they didn't shoot it because they were in Vancouver, so it's just it's probably low res. Uh, stock footage but uh, three has like was. A, three is like a, an episode from a different show a much sexier show and a, a Skinamax show a, a Skinamax show and of course David Duchovny also was like the narrator of the Red Shoe Diaries right didn't he work on the Red Shoe Diaries D David Duchovny was, am I wrong no maybe I'm just thinking of the fucking book that the writer show where that was all sexy I, I knew an editor friend that worked on Red Shoe Diaries. He loved working on that shit. When he, I mean, he's a lot older than me, but yeah, he loved working on that show. He, it was like he calls back to working on that show all the fucking time. Uh, I'm I'm looking at it right now. Uh, he is a frequent guest. Uh, he's he's credited as a frequent guest star. David Duchovny. David Duchovny. Yeah, he he awesome. was on several episodes. I thought he was kind of a narrative device. But yeah, it's it's season one. This is like he's in uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven out of thirteen episodes. So he was a big guy. Uh, he was a big uh, player on that sexy show, which I don't know what it's about, but I know it's about sex and maybe crime and murder. And three is sex and crime and murder and vampires. In our previous yeah. episode, you were like, I, I mentioned like, uh, it's, this, you know, they take this thing and they kind of do a grounded approach, kind of like when they did a ground, somewhat more grounded approach to vampires. And you excitedly said, there's a vampire episode? Oh, shit. What's it going to be like? And I'm like, that's a very sexy, sexual episode. Uh, but 
you know it's 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 still tv 14 but i got in trouble I, I think my great i watched it at my grandmother's house and she, she came in during the cold open and she's like you're not watching this and <laughs> turns it off and i'm oh, like i bet of course i'm 12 and i have to I, thankfully i had programmed my vcr at home so i still got to watch it when i watched it you know when, when i when i when i got home i was just at the cost of being allowed to stay home alone i think at that point uh um wait wait but you you Red Shoe Diaries, just so if anyone else is curious, Red Shoe Diaries, just because I do know what it is about. It, it's, it was essentially, okay, you know how you watch like pornos like Tushy and Tushy Raw, Blacked and Blacked Raw, and all the other ones. They had mild Vixen. plots. Yeah, Vixen. Yeah, they had mild plots where they had the, like, the woman narrate and she would say something about like, you know, how she was going to get a sexual awakening or some kind of like, you know, yeah. going to get like banged out by some dude or fuck some other girl with scissoring. And then you would get a sex scene, right? With like, you know, classic whatever smooth jazzy type music and there was no there was no story there was no characters like really other than like this person's gonna fuck that person okay so there wasn't crimes or murder mysteries no it, no well it three has crimes and murder mysteries it was an, it was literally like when those erotic showtime shows like it was playboy i think produced it literally all right well Three, this is a divisive episode. Some Three fucking... is very much like it in a lot of ways, except with vampires. Yeah, with vampires and and, yeah. and with so a cold open of a fucking hot goth chick fucks an old dude and drinks his blood, and there's another dude there. Then Mulder, yeah. then we get when we get to the fucking proper plot proper and Mulder's like depressed. He's a totally different Mulder. He's he's got stubble. He's like, I don't sleep anymore. He he but he but he's like he, he seems a lot more like David Duchovny where he's like oh know. no for sure okay so first of all um, in Ascension um, when you cut to the flashback of when uh, Scully left the voicemail on uh, Mulder's uh, uh, answering machine um, Mulder comes in the house you see it from Mulder's perspective right he comes in the house and he's listening to the voice message machine and he looks run down like he just he just fucked the shit out of some woman like he had the cr greatest fuck day ever he like he is run down he is Do you notice in the next episode in, in one breath when when Scully comes back he's watching porn when he gets the call yes so M Mulder comes home late at night looking like he's been destroyed and he we didn't see a scene previously where he was destroyed so there's only one assumption I had he's been out fucking you know about then, an ascension no, no, I'm talking about, yeah, yeah, Ascension. But we move into the, the episode three, and the first thing I go is, let me get this straight. Duchovny knocks up Scully, and then when she is on maternity leave, he just starts fucking the shit out of Ari's wife from Entourage? Like, what's going on here? Because he has a sex scene with that woman. Is that is that the same actress? Yeah, that's, oh my god, and yeah, that's, that's Ari's wife from Entourage. But really? she looks a lot better in three, because she's like ten years younger and than she was she actually fucking Duchovny at the time, too, so... Probably. No, she right? was. They, oh the, that's in the Wikipedia page for this episode. Uh, they were. Is it really? She was his girlfriend at the time. Oh my god. Uh, well, yeah. Okay. So she has like a sex scene in the beginning. She plays the, um, goth girl. Like that's her she, entire character. Is I'm goth. And like there's a scene. You meet her. Like that. Like that. Okay. There's so much to go through this episode. But this has the funniest fucking scene in retrospect of all of the X Files in terms of out of context. What is what? a scene that that where Dakadi you know he has the or Mulder uh you know he, he they got the vampire guy in, in jail and, and they 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 pull apart his his skin after he gets burned through the sunlight 
to reveal a stamp from a club and he goes to a club that's obviously supposed to be like a bar sinister like a like a, a big hollywood goth club because this episode takes place in hollywood but yep. they're in vancouver so it's just like a warehouse with some like poles yeah but it felt hollywoody like everything about this episode did feel like LA. they tried to set good. dress it and he meets a crazy goth chick we well, he sees you know the 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 goth girl from this episode she's got no mirror in her compact right that's how he thinks like man this guy didn't like mirrors either maybe this chick knows something so he strikes up a conversation but then he's vulnerable so that this conversation right. goes sexy she takes him to like a private area and he follows mm -hmm. you know this this is the episode where Mulder fucks definitively yeah Mulder fucks this episode uh, he fucks Mulder but, but she, sure. she's like let me show you a little bit about the vampire thing that I was briefly involved in. She pricks her finger with a hypodermic needle out of her purse. That's so mm -hmm. goth. And she, she offers it to him. And he, he pulls it away and goes, AIDS, <laughs> aren't you afraid? Wow. Do you not remember yeah. that scene? <laughs> no, I mean, I totally remember that scene. But I mean, I didn't think of it. Like She goes, that, gives the vampire it. answer. She's like, I wish I could die. And then, yeah, and then walks away and offers it to like this Asian dude who sucks her finger and then they fuck. Yes, and then doesn't Mulder like want to beat that guy up, and then eventually like three random vampires do kill that guy, but yeah, um, it's the the it's the well not father, random the, son. the the lead vampire the, she's his the, ex girlfriend the son the father and the Holy Spirit right yeah. that's what they call themselves the Trinity the Trinity yeah and they and they call themselves like that they, each one has a name so like the son is the one that gets captured by the cops and then dies in the jail cell and gets burned to death in the sunlight and literally Mulder's like cover up the windows we don't want him to die and the cops like sure whatever and then he gets caught in the sunlight and the cops are like oh shit we should cover up I the windows I think he comes back at the death. end I'm not sure right? he does yeah yeah the son comes back at the end like Jesus right yeah. Jesus returns after he dies that was the whole metaphor there and then I think uh, it's uh, the father is the one He's the that, big guy. Um, yeah. The guy works in the, the woman thing. kills in in the in the corner when uh all of a sudden like she's about to kill Mulder at the very end and then she turns and starts stabbing somebody in the shadow. It's the father she kills and that guy comes out and she's like he's not dead. And then the son comes out and attacks Mulder and then uh and then uh, oh the holy then the uh, holy spirit jumps out and attacks them in the garage and that point uh, That's the uh, other the, chick, the chick from the beginning that you're supposed to yes, think the chick that Mulder's hot. fucking Oh, yeah, she's hot. You're supposed to think that the chick, because you see her only in shadows. So it's not yep. until the end when you reveal that there's actually another chick. It wasn't the girl that Mulder was fucking, because that would have been a bridge too far if he was fucking an active vampire. Like, that's right. getting a little in the way of your work. But she is actually a victim uh, because she was the ex. Yep. Uh, well, of, you also have the, her in the, the sunlight, I thought, right? Or maybe I'm wrong. Um, I don't remember. You yeah. know, she's not a full vampire yet. Uh, because she didn't, yes. she didn't go through the whole the whole process, and she left the boyfriend who was becoming a vampire. But they they have their like their their story about how, like you know they, they they used to beat each other and the fucking taste of each other's blood. And after that, we got into blood sports, and I'm just like fucking thinking of Joe Rogan. <laughs> oh my god, blood sport, great movie. I mean, well, I mean, like this is before the UFC, so it's like. What, what was blood? What, was, what did blood? No, UFC existed. UFC existed what? by this time. Yeah, but it but wasn't. There wasn't a Joe Rogan UFC, and it was not owned by Dana White. Yeah, it wasn't as popular, guys. You know, Dana White oh, the made it what it was is today. Obviously, he hadn't and done the that in '94. '94, you still had boxing as like. But I don't know what blood. I I never really knew what that line meant. She was like, after that, we got into blood sports, and I'm like, <laughs> the fucking you know. maybe they were just watching a VHS of fucking Van Damme over, over and over again.
Oh my god, he's so good. Um, this was a really sexy episode. It was yeah. fun. It was. It was. I warned it, you it might be a little too sexy. I don't know if you. Had oh, any okay, yeah. With that. So my, my daughter stopped watching at Dwayne Barry because I she didn't see Dwayne Barry. She has not seen that one. She knows it's supposed to be good. Um, the reason mostly is just because I I can't I can't keep up at a fast pace to be able to review this. Uh, even eight episodes a week yeah. would be hard to do with keeping my daughter attached to it. So she saw the first season and she liked it a lot. And I'm happy that she didn't continue after Dwayne Barry. Because in general, Dwayne Barry and Ascension were intense, but um, also three was really intense. It was intense. It would they have been too intense for her. Allegedly, this episode is censored to shit. So I, I'd like to see the uncensored, unrated Dude, version of this. But. Firewalker had some moments I thought would have been too intense, honestly. Really? And um, uh, I don't really remember Firewalker. You're gonna have to help me oh, on that one. Oh no, for sure. A uh, Firewalker had the whole like whatever the fuck it was that was kept bursting out of people's throats. Yeah, I remember that. Like I remember that. that visual. And what's great about the throat burst, we'll get to Firewalker in a little bit, but I'll just mention right now because we're talking about it. The great about the, the effects of, of Firewalker when the things bust out of the throat, it's all practical, right? Because it had to be. And you get steam coming out of holes and, and prosthetics because that's where the steam is actually going to release or that's where the breathing can come through or they just figured that out and they rem remembered oh yeah we have to have like his breath come out of his neck yeah, it's so violent. there's steam it's definitely violent episode but there's steam and like that's not something that CGI uh, you know artists tend to like either get right or put in the idea of steam hmm. coming out of wounds out you of holes fire in bodies right? I'm talking about Firewalker. Well, let's wrap yeah. up three because, like, you know, like I said. Three is awesome. Three is sexy. Three took everything super serious. I loved it took everything serious. I love that we can't get away from Oregon. Even Portland is mentioned as one of the scenes in which uh, the, the vampires are going around killing people. I love that the fucking vampires were never described as not vampires. I mean, the fact that one of them dies because sunlight touches them. I mean, we're like really getting into some serious well, it's also level like, shit. Yeah, Mulder is a character. He obviously doesn't believe in vampires. Like he's, he does he, not believe in vampires. He's an alien. He doesn't believe. He doesn't believe in. He doesn't believe in any of the mythological shit usually. And this vampire thing, he completely laughs at. Again, Mulder once again is kind of a, a, being a skeptic. Laughs at the vampires, but when he finds out that the sun actually burned to death, he's like, "Holy shit!" Well, and he's with—it's just like a character actor who plays like the like the coroner or something. That I remember that guy dude being memorable because he's kind of like he's on the same level where he's like, "Okay, so this is fucking, this is wrong and weird and scary." Like, yeah. they're they're both like this shouldn't be be here, and one of them simply is the an thing. alien. So. So that's the thing the show has done. Uh, I I don't want to go too far on this tangent, but that's the thing the show has done in general for me in the way I I see the government and I see medical practices in general, whether it's after life or before death. Yeah. But like um, doctors, I, th I can't remember. I think it may have been last season where they had doctors. Uh, yeah, I think it may have been the season finale or the doctor that actually helped. So one of the pieces of evidence in the very season finale of season one, besides the actual alien fetus, is that Scully gets information from another scientist that that there's two more base pairs on the DNA, right? Yeah. A nucleotide yeah, or whatever, right? There's two, there's two more, right? Yeah. And for Scully, that's a big deal because that's like major science, major constant science mm -hmm. on Earth changing like for the first time in her eyes. And then we find out that that doctor was randomly killed in a car accident. Yeah, like okay. how they how they keep it all kind of contained, you mean? So, yeah, but like the idea that like the medical profession, the medical field, you have people that are coroners, scientists that are just looking at like blood or like looking at like, you know, DNA. 
doctors that actually encounter random people being dropped off in their ER, like Dana Scully, and they have no one that has any clue. Like when Dana Scully shows up, they're like, we honestly don't understand how she showed back up. Oh, in the yeah, hospital. Mulder shows up, threatens everybody. I'll kill you. Dude, he does. Then he, yeah, then he calms down and then he comes back and they actually talk to him. That was great. But, uh, but that, that idea that like, this medical profession, whatever it is, and whatever aspect it is, if you come across information that, like, you know, could jeopardize this conspiracy, you're dead. And and we should get into this at another time. But I found this incredible, like, uh, article from CBS. It was on CBS.com or something like that or some local CBS affiliate, but it was CBS. And it's a list. It's a list of all the people who knew the Clintons and just so happened to die in car crashes or very long or shot list. themselves. It, well, they, I think the CBS list it was back, it, that was in from an article like 2016, 2017, 2016, I think, um, had about 50 people on it. And so it's like, well, that list has grown. We know that since then. Um, so it's interesting. Yeah. Like, but those, Stormy like, Daniels so, is still walking the earth, going, walking around just whew. fine. She's no. What? What? I mean, what are they going to do? Realistically, Trump doesn't know Hitman. <laughs> Well, that's I mean that 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 speaks volumes right there, doesn't that, Felk? Um, so, anyways, uh, so seeing doctors being off in the show, and then seeing other medical situations show up in the show, I get really worried. So, like the coroner also looking at the situation. There's no conspiracy going, like, to keep the vampires under wraps. No, no, there isn't. Thank God. But the coroner looking at this and going. This isn't right. This is vampires, right? Like, like it's like that guy could be dead. Like well, that, that guy that, could that, be no, dead. Who just, knows? Like, the, the, the characters that Mulder and Scully interact with, you just kind of assume that like they go on with their lives, and like that's the one weird case that just didn't make sense. But Mulder and yes. has to do and it they every never fucking told anybody. week. Every week he's just like, all right, I guess there's fucking vampires too now. There's fucking we just found out ghosts and, and you know the fucking. Well, that's how they keep secrets away from everyone. Like you, if you if you compart uh, compartmentalize uh, enough shit. Then you're like able to like you know have people like have an entire hospital see one crazy moment where someone showed up, but it never gets leaked to the news and nobody really wants to say anything and and it just kind of falls as a as a one incident that happened in people's lives and then that one incident in people's lives kind of gets forgotten and sure they remember it here and there but no one really asks them about a specific incident where did you have anything crazy happen where someone randomly showed up in your hospital and you didn't understand why because who would ask the question nobody would so that that whole event just falls upon silence and deafness for the rest of its existence until that person dies and goes into the ground and becomes worm food and then and and, it, and no one ever knew or they figured out there's two nucleotides or, or two uh, additional base hairs <laughs> and they get fucking wiped thing. out yeah so anyways three was great i love three and i just want to say it again it's it, this felt like a serious adult episode and i loved it i fucking loved it I, 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 this is a glenn morgan and james wong and chris rupenthal is again the uh spec screenplayers writer because glenn morgan and, and james no wong Jillian. did that they, they, they would they would just polish up good ideas from from the famous and directed by david nutter this episode no has Jillian. talent but uh no, no jillian no jillian at all it's the only no jillian episode well until season nine where they just she skyped in uh but oh really yeah, yeah i got pretty bad towards the end there um but yeah she uh she, she's Did not she have a george uh costanza moment or jason alexander moment? like jason alexander was missing for a florida episode early on in seinfeld and he p apparently went to larry david and a couple others and he said if there's really another episode where george costanza is not ever allowed to be in then maybe George Cassandra doesn't need to be in the yeah, show. Yeah, but George anymore. wasn't, uh, or Jason Alexander wasn't pregnant that week, so they had to write around it. 
Yo, I know, and and uh, Julie Lewis Drive is so hot. I was pregnant so many times, so hot. Well, that wraps up the sexy vampire episode of three, uh, and now we get to one breath, which is an episode. Wait, you... wait, wait! Did so? It, it was vampires, right? It, I mean, it's left open to interpretation. It doesn't really confirm whether or not they are or not vampires. But the burning uh, and, and then coming back to life certainly implies something supernatural is going. You could have left that out and just had it be about people who think they're vampires because this episode really is more about the sexiness and showing Mulder in his kind of sad Fine. desperation phase. Because uh, One Breath is a month after Ascension. So he's, he's only missing her for about a month, I think. Um but that that's that's fast enough for him to fall into despair pretty quickly. Oh yeah, so sad. All right, so one breath. Uh, what, what do you think of this episode, Phil? Do you remember this episode? Uh, yeah, yes. Here's why I remember this episode. This is the episode where Scully comes back, and and, yep. uh, and nobody really knows how or why, and you don't get a lot of answers. There's one tent scene where Mulder actually gets into the home of the Cancer Man and points a gun at him, but even then he kind of just gets no real real answers and we don't really find out what happened to Scully I remember uh, little Scully uh, shooting a snake uh, right. a, a, in a flashback that talks about how you know she, she with her brothers learned not to shoot snakes mm-hmm. um, and I remember uh, Jillian Anderson in a boat about six feet out from a lake as a metaphor for her uh, trying to not die oh I thought it was her pregnancy um, yeah, this episode was pretty much like, um, we're sorry, Jillian, that, you know, you weren't really in Ascension much. And, and you're lying you're, down most of this episode or sitting yeah, in a and boat. You're, and you're definitely not in three at all. Yeah. So here you go. Uh, we get the lone gunman again. Yes. Fro- uh, Frohickey shows up with flowers. Yes. Uh, he shows up to the hospital, right? And he actually steals the uh, the doctor's like documents and papers and stuff like that. Ballard. To be able to like, figure out what's going on. Ballard. Can you name the three gunmen? Frohickey, I knew that one. That's the short kind of doctor. Uh, gross guy. Yeah, he is a medical doctor. Yeah, the, yeah, the little doctor guy. Um, was it uh, Byers or Myers? Byers is the guy in this who always wears the suit and is, and is like the most emotionally stable of them. Okay, and and so the the blonde guy was like Langley, like CIA Virginia Langley, Langley, Langley right? This is his name, yeah. Byers Langley and Frohickey. I have no idea how you spell any of these fucking names. You get close Frohickey enough. sounds like a crazy like German doctor. I mean, I'm not a Nazi a, name. Look, there's super fans who would tell you their first names. I I could probably guess them, but I don't remember their first names. But wait, those are their last names. I those guess, are the last names. All three yeah, of them. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But yeah, just knowing the names of the three gun uh, of the three lone gunmen is, is uh, I think important. They don't say their names often, but what's interesting is that they say. Molder a lot like they'll be talking to Molder, and here's the thing I don't like about the Lone Gunman for how out there Molder is and for the amount of information Molder has has received on the show alone not assuming any of the previous cases he's ever dealt with prior to the show he's a he's being a dick to these Lone Gunmen all the time like, <laughs> constantly talking down to them it's like dude their their conspiracies are a little bit more realistic than yours i mean yours are insane Mulder. and they've got like photos and they've got proof of the shit they're yes. investigating yes they do a better job of it without badges you know yep well yeah there, it, it, that that's the only thing i guess about this episode i really cared about honestly i i don't really uh i didn't have much 
when I was in, enjoying uh, one breath uh, while doing other work. This is the first time I'm like, I don't think I need to pay attention as much to this episode. No. Um, it's a little bit more clear that Skinner is really, like, you know, there for Mulder. He's not bad. We, we kind of know it by this episode. Mm-hmm. But um, I think X, like, uh, Mr. X and, and Mulder meet in a parking lot, right? Garage or something. Or no, Mulder's meeting with some other guy who like steals like a blood sample or some shit. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. That, that isn't that the crew cut man again? No, it's not the crew cut man. Hmm. No, and and um and and because Mr. X guns him down yeah, in the X parking lot. Him. That's right. Yeah, yeah. He like, kills and him. Then, he's, like, yeah, he's like, all right, Mulder, get out of here. I'll deal with this body. <laughs> pretty much, and he's and, but he also like he shoots the guy because he's like Mulder, you fucked up. Like I have to kill this guy now because you fucked up, oh, and then right. that's the reason he kills him. Um. And then later you find out from the smoking man, I think, yeah. that he told uh, Skinner that it was Mulder who killed the person in the parking lot. So Skinner thinks Mulder committed murder. Hmm. So there's like that. But I felt like that was kind of like – I don't know if that comes back, but that felt a little – it felt like uh, I, I hope it comes back. The fact that you how don't does, recall that. How at does all Mulder find the, the cancer man, smoking man? Like, how does he get in the, um, end up in his so home? So Skinner, Skinner tells a woman to essentially drop off cigarettes in 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 the cigarette machine, uh, uh, vend, vending machine, and so she, this woman, like bumps into uh, Mulder and goes, "Do you have any cigarettes?" And he goes, "I'm not a smoker or whatever," and then she walks over to the, the cigarette vending machine and she's like, "Huh." Moyers, it's already dropped. It was already been dropped in here. It's been left in here. Mm. That's odd. That's not my brand though. And then she like walks away, and then uh, and then a Mulder immediately is like, huh? Oh no, no Morley's. And he's like, huh? Morley's. I think that's the cigarette man yeah. or the cigarette smoking man. So he walks over there. He picks up the cigarettes. He opens them, and in there's a little note. It's just an address. He goes to the address, and it's the cigarette uh, smoking man's uh, house, cancer man's house. So wait, he so the, the cancer man gave him his address? No, no. You find out later that Skinner had that woman do that. Oh, okay. Skinner was uh, gave Mulder the address. In, in okay. The no, well, that's that's bold. And yeah, I, I remember him pointing the gun at him and being like, "Give me answers," and the smoking man just being like, "You'll get answers later, maybe." But like, this is what's weird. <laughs> he doesn't no, give him anything. So, it's, okay, this is where this episode for me had some issues, okay? Um, one was um, that literally Mr. X, you assume, is working within the same division. I think you've used the term syndicate before. Yeah. Uh, the, but the, working within the same department, division, syndicate, whatever it is, as the Smoky Man is, Cancer Man is, right? You have to assume that there's some kind of connection between them, but maybe there isn't. But that's my assumption right now with the show. And Mr. X is literally, like, yelling at Mulder, leave this case, let Scully die. Because Scully has this whole thing about, like, if I follow to a, a certain, you know, uh, uh, quality of life drops too far, euthanize me. Yeah. Dro you know, pull the cable, pull the cord. And there's a point where the, it's happening, and Mulder's, like, fighting for her life to keep her alive. And the whole family's like, actually, Mulder, this is a family, like, like decision. We're, you're welcome to be here. But it is a family's choice. Yeah, yeah I thought yeah, it was yeah. a really good it, scene. It, it, her sister's kind of hot, as I recall. The, the, she's like a hippie. She is, yeah. Uh, so anyway, so so Mr. X is like, let Scully die, Mulder. But then at the end of the episode, Cancer Dude is all like, 
I, I, you know, the only reason you're alive is because I like you, and the only reason that Scully's back on Earth is because I like her. Yeah. So it's like, it's like, wait, that doesn't, that narrative doesn't connect. Well, again, he's with not, X-Men. he's not. People say he's the, the main villain of the show, but you gradually realize he's not. He's not really dude, that I, much of a villain. I just keep, I just keep waiting for the twist where like, uh, cancer dude's like, I'm your father, Mulder, and you're like, oh, what? Is he? Is his father? Um, the other thing of note is that uh, Nurse Owen is shown several times in the episode talking to Scully to keep her alive, to keep her there. She even shows up in one of the visions of Scully uh, has when she's in her coma. And then at the very end, Scully's like, hey, I'd like to t- I'd like to talk to Nurse Owen and just like say hi and say thank you. Oh, yeah, there's no the Nurse Owen. She was... And the woman's all like, bitch, I've been working here for like 10 motherfucking it is, years. So, yeah, it, is, it is implied the cancer man like made the call to the, have her be saved because he had that connection. To the aliens, he just called the aliens. Bring that one. No, back down, no, she's been she she's been given some something. She was exposed to something on the on you know, when she was gone. That's like fucking up her cells, and the doctors are like we don't right. know how to fix her. And then all of a sudden yes. she's better after Mulder yeah. points a gun at this moment. That's yeah. what. It, yes. Okay. So yes. That's what, yes. That's true. Uh, yeah. So uh, one breath. I, it was definitely one of those like okay, this is a filler episode, but it's one of it's those. An, it's a necessary but boring episode. It's a necessary episode because of so much exposition that has to happen in this episode and the concept that you just have to get through this journey so we can move on. We can't just have Scully show up and be perfectly fine. Yeah. All right. Well, and then the next episode, Firewalker, Scully's perfectly fine. She's perfectly fine. There's like fact, one so reference fine. to it. Yeah, she's so fine that Mulder's like, no, you shouldn't come on this trip. And she's like, uh, motherfucker, I am coming on this trip. I've been in a coma for so long. Time's up, bitches. She's been in a coma for like a day. But we don't know what her state was for the month that she was gone. Uh, but yeah, Firewalker like is ice too. fire. In a lot of ways. And that's great with the naming convention, fire, ice. Yeah, this is a very similar thing. Except now, instead of being being cold, it's hot. And instead yeah. of uh, the thing, it's more of like, how do people act when they're infected with the thing? I know it pops out of their necks. It's not a, a worm; it's spores that are fine. It also it, like makes them choke on like silicone, like sand in their lungs and shit. Oh like yeah, that. it's a silicone-based life form. That's that. Yes. That was the whole big thing about this one. It's like, oh, it's silicone. But this one also takes Sleepless's twist, right? So the whole time, Bradley Whitford is believed to be the villain yeah. that's killing everyone and 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 killing innocent people. But no, 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 he's actually the hero, the anti-hero again. Once again, revenge killing, yes. revenge murdering all the people that were infected with the silicone-based life form, but he, for some reason, is the only one that can actually survive with it in him, and because of that, he can live in these incredibly hot temperatures of uh, in, in the volcano. Yeah. He's living in the volcano. Yeah. Yeah, this episode isn't bad, uh, as I recall. I liked it. It, it, it was just, like, it was another uh, sort of bodily episode, uh, and yep. they, they, they have their sets and they, they make use of them. I didn't, of course, know who Bradley Whitford was, uh, but I did. I mean, I, I rewatched it recently enough, probably in the 2011 rewatch that I was yeah, like, but oh, you yeah, probably that's Bradley knew, Whitford. You probably didn't know who Shawnee Smith was, but you know who she is now. That was the woman, Jesse O'Neill, or uh, Leland Orser, who uh, played. No, I definitely knew. Ludwig. Yeah, no, when I rewatched it, Leland Orser was the star. I mean, Leland Orser was more important to me than Bradley Whitford because I've Seven. actually met. Leland Orser and, and oh, you met yeah, Leland no, he, he autographed my uh, copy of Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> Dude, he should have autographed your your fucking dick knife. 
That would have been amazing. I didn't have one there. That would have been He weird. made me fucker. He did not get he a big... He made me fucker. He, not many people showed up fucker. to hear him talk at my film school, but I, I was like, Leo Norser, fuck yeah. Uh, oh, love dude. Alien oh. Resurrection and all your films. Yeah, he's in he's this, great. and then Bradley Whitford's in this, and who's the other one? Who's Sha- Shawnee? She's the girl, but like, you, it's like one of those... like Just like uh, uh, Crycheck. You recognize Crycheck. Like, you're like, dude, that's somebody. Shawnee Smith is like one of those people where you're like, oh, dude, that's somebody. Like that's that oh she's and she's beautiful she's a great character another another one of those episodes even um even uh Tanaka uh I I don't remember the actor's name I'll look it up oh yeah 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 oh she was on Decker <laughs> that's where you know her from probably oh for, maybe Hiro uh Kenaga, Kenagawa um Hiro Kenagawa he was uh uh in, in a lot of films and he's like the guy that gets one of the guys that gets uh the throat thing at night. He's the one that they're trying to like airlift out, and then when like he starts choking and running, and then he falls down a hill, and I think like one of the guys, like maybe uh, uh, Leland Orser, was all like, "Let's save him!" And Duchovny's like, "No, oh, don't get near him! Fucking don't get near him now! Like he's gone!" And that's when it pops out his neck, and there's like fucking hot air coming out the hole. Yeah, yeah, I remember like there's like a because Shawnee Smith, I think, gets infected with it, and she's like trying to infect uh, Scully, and and Scully like seals her in a. In, in an airtight room and it just pops out of her neck yeah I remember this this episode's fine and, and the, yeah the, they they leave Bradley Whitford and is alive like, yeah it's like well you know we can't fucking arrest you considering you know the, this will infect everybody so they say like he's dead or something. Yeah, yeah. They say that there's no survivors except for them and uh, it was Scully and Mulder. And Scully is again Scully and Mulder are put into quarantine, where they had to like stay for like 14 days in quarantine to be checked, and they didn't have anything, any symptoms, and they never they never were infected by the uh, whatever. Oh that, yeah, uh, yeah. It's silicon it, dioxide. Yeah, spores and, and silicon based spores. It's kind of I'm looking at the photo of the thing popping on the neck. Yeah, it's kind of Last of Us-y, you know. A little bit, yeah, uh, yeah, kind of like a fungus kind of. The spores, out of the I, I mean, ultimately, if you're being controlled, spo- like fungal spores are what can do it. That's the only thing in science that can take control of a brain that we know. Yeah, it's only ants' brains, as far as we know, but like you know, insects. But like, if you're gonna write like, there's a thing that makes people go crazy. I guess rabies can do it too, but you know, the, the that's just changing. That's fucking with mm-hmm. your brain. Whereas funguses can like make you do something for a purpose, like spreading the fungus. Yeah, just like in yeah. The Last of Us. To do it for them. Yep. Starring exactly like Les- yeah. lesbians. Um, I, I liked I really liked uh Firewalker. I thought it was fun. It had a great score. Um the whole episode felt like it was a bottle episode in a lot of ways, like um shit, what was the uh Night Darkness Falls? Is that right? Yeah. Is that that was the episode last season? Yeah. The Firewalker felt like Darkness Falls meets Ice. Yeah, I mean a, a little bit. Um, because you're so isolated and they're quarantined again out in the middle of nowhere, like ice. But also now it's like in a temperate forest climate, and, and similar to the way uh, Darkness Falls happened. Well, this one has and a lot of good cave work, as I recall. It did, yeah, it does. Um, but it, it, it I, I really enjoyed Firewalker. I, I expected this to be kind of a shitty episode, and it was a lot better. I'm not a big fan of Bradley Whitford, and I, I, he tends to bring things down. Oh, really? Um, but yeah, he's for me at least. But um, he's understated enough, and and he does good villain work, so that way you think he is the villain the whole time until you realize he's essentially just cleansing everyone that's been infected. I keep for, I keep forgetting he he was in uh, Songbird. <laughs> yeah, and my favorite Bradley Whitford would probably be Billy Madison. To be honest, uh, is he the who's he in that? Is he the, he's the teacher who's like gives the speech about how you've made everyone stupider. No, no, no. That, I think that's Robert Smigel. 
Um, no, Bradley Whitford, he's the asshole in Billy Madison. He's the guy that's like running his dad's company, and he's like being a piece of shit, and like he like constantly tries to like screw over Billy. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. All right. I mean, Eric or something like that. I, I yeah. Forget. Well, yeah. Bradley Whitford's whole thing is 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 being in horror movies bringing them a certain gravitas except for songbird that didn't really work uh he, he, yeah i don't i don't really remember it, I, I know that he's in this episode and in red museum let's move this move on and wrap up yeah, the so last episode we're gonna go over tonight and so we're clear our last mythology episode uh as well for tonight we had little green men we also had Dwayne berry ascension and one breath and red museum yeah this is this is okay so if season one had eve which was Hey, this is clearly a mythology episode. It's aliens and little girls get abducted, abducted, and it's uh, by aliens and shit. And then it's like twist. It's monster of the week. Isn't this the inverse of that? Where it's like this is just a fucking monster of the week episode. It deals with like teens who like go crazy or some shit because of uh, beef. And and then the twist is like the beef had alien virus, and here's the guy who killed Deep Throat. And like that, nothing else yes. happens in this episode. It's not purity control. Purity control, as they called it, and it was the uh, that comes the back. DNA of the fetus that uh, Scully actually held in her hand. Yeah. Um, that she gave to Deep Throat. The, the Deep Throat got shot and killed one. over. Yeah, the, the thing that yeah. they, they all derive from. She tells Mulder this right when she's like talking to Mulder. And uh, and Mulder immediately like as she's talking about it, yeah like they added that weird thing that I'm not sure what it was it's called purity control they added that to the to the kids blood and then Mulder goes they mix them with alien DNA and I just love how like Scully's trying to say it in a scientific way and Mulder's just like what they mix them with alien DNA what the fuck um this episode's really great because really i thought this it, I, I thought this was like one of the weakest if not the weakest mythology episode in the entire series well, i i i'm, I'm hyperbolic i'm hyperbolic for sure but like this episode's great in the sense that it's the end of the crew cut man and he you comes back his in name. this episode <laughs> everyone knows that name and the crew cut man he comes back and he's the guy that murders deep throat and he we have a wonderful you know bow tied on to the end of that package that we have that guy murdered he's murdered by the sheriff not even by Mulder Mulder's like keep him alive and the sheriff comes in he's like that's for killing my son like right in front of everybody yeah this is okay I'm reading the description the one sentence description on Wikipedia it's like this this is I remember this the 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 cult of vegetarians are in this and they're They're not part of the conspiracy or any. They're just there's just like also in the town. There's a cult of vegetarians. Yeah, it's like a red herring or something like that, right? Like you're so you're supposed to think, okay, this is where the episode's going, but no, it turns out to be like a random alien like DNA been put into these people. Well, they're being like the town hates them because like the teens are like, "What's up, stupid vegetarian?" Put like and they push them. Yeah, yep. it's, it's like it's like oh, what are they doing? It's 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 for the idea that at the end of the of the whole episode, when the town eventually uses what the, the what they call the Red Man Church or Church of the Red Man or something like that, uh, but when they finally come and allow the town to hide and take and take you know uh uh oh fuck what does Quasimodo always say sanctuary in in their church yeah and that that's like that's I think that's the whole purpose of them in the end was just to have that moment. So they can be like, oh, oh, we're better. Church of the Red Museum. What did I say? Red Man? Oh, my God. So racist. 
the Church of the Red Museum. Well, I don't uh, know what you're talking about. Red Museum is the fucking episode. Uh, yeah, because it's the Church of the Red Museum. Oh, is it? Oh, that's, guys, that's a Red yeah. Museum. Okay, I was like, because there's no Red I, Museums in this episode. That bothered no, that's, me. That's the name of them, yeah. But I called them, I think, Church of the Red Man a moment ago, which I just realized. So, anyways, whatever. Um, okay. And it's something about them being be- vegetarians is what, like, kept them safe from the control and that they may have been a control group or say from the DNA hybridness and that they may have been the control group in the end. Hmm. So that's why they picked that town is because they had a cult of vegetarians. So that's how it's connected. And we have a great little ending to this episode too with we, once again, like season one. Uh, we don't get, <laughs> I have no idea what the get, ending of this episode is. Well, season two has not done this at all really yet, if I recall. Season one did it a bunch, but we have Scully at the end narrating the case and how she's closing the file and she ends this one such as being like this case is open and unresolved okay well but it's nice I like when, when Scully like closes out an episode like that it feels kind of like uh, Murder She Wrote or something like that yeah I guess like that the, well um, yeah there's no big n- nothing so in terms of mythology nothing, so little happens in Red Museum and then the next two mythologies are the two-parter Colony and Endgame, in which so much happens, and the fucking mythology is rapidly expanded, and you'll be like, what the fuck is happening? Oh my god, they're doing this now, this quickly. So, uh... Interesting. You got some, you got some good shit ahead of you, but it's gonna take you a while to get there, because, yeah. Um, Excelsius Day is... It's probably good that your daughter has stopped uh, watching the show, because that episode would be difficult to explain, because it is a... It starts with a nurse at a uh, nursing home getting raped by ghosts. Oh my god! And then you try to you later found out what 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 the ghosts actually are. Maybe they're not really ghosts. Uh, so and she's actually being raped. It, I mean, the word rape is used a lot in this episode. I, it was a problem for the censors, I believe, as well. So wow. yeah, it's, it's a rapey episode in an old folks' home, which are inherently awful and creepy places. Which we now know to be actually fairly true. That they're creepy and awful places? No, that they're, they're raped. There are actually lots of sexual assaults that go on at old folks' homes. I don't... The nurses being raped by ghosts is probably unique, but... Uh, and then you get, That's unique. And then you get fucking four episodes in a row of serial killers, because... Uh, oh wow! Th- yeah, cause, because at this point, Chris Carter wanted the show to be a serial killer show, a third, a third aliens, and a third monsters, and then the network's like, "You got to do monsters, and you got to do fucking aliens. You cannot do serial killers on this show. We'll give you a whole another show for you to do your serial killer shit on." And and then Millennium started season three, and then we don't have serial killers anymore. So yeah, four episodes in a row of serial killers. I think one of like uh, at least irresistible. That one, I don't think there's anything supernatural happens in that entire episode. It's just a serial killer. Cool. Uh, and Fresh Bones is the uh, Satan worshiping uh, PTA episode, I think. And then you get mm-hmm. uh, Colony and Endgame, which I don't even want to go into. That's the mythology that's going to be. S- fucking twists are coming, Ballard. So I would say the season two. Uh, season one, yeah, was much more. Uh, you could watch it slightly out of order. It would not have been too affected by and what sk- was going and very on. Very skippable episodes. Whereas here, but if you skip any episode, you're you're kind of lost in the next episode. It's like who the fuck's this cry check? Who's who? So yeah, how Scully so back? Season, <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah. So season two, right? Like as we said earlier, the first four episodes are imperative to understand like where these characters are and why they're not in X Files anymore departments, and then you 
from Dwayne Barry, as I said earlier, it's like the Wrath of Khan, um, where like Dwayne Barry, Ascension, three, one breath, all one giant storyline. Uh, I know three, you could kind of remove it, but it's good to kind of see where Mulder is when Scully's not there. He's a sexaholic. He's out of control. He needs Scully. Yeah. And so, <laughs> like, you do get, like, this first – I would say all the way to one breath. I would even say Firewalker technically, too, because it's the first time they're finally back together, and they're finally back together doing an X-Files, like, actual X-File yeah. case. So, I would say to the form. first nine episodes of season two are, are like, crazy serial yeah. and not serial uh, series at all. Like, very serial – would you say the remainder of season two is serial or series? Uh, it, 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 no, it, it gets back into the episodic because those four uh, serial killer episodes could be in any order and, and they're all self-contained stories. So it, it goes back serialized and then uh, Call of Duty and Endgame bring it back to now the, these new events that ripple throughout the, the episodes. Oh, interesting. But, um, any game changers coming up? Colony and Endgame are game changers, yes. Cool. You, you, okay, you, you, the, the world opens up quite a bit in terms right. of the mythology, in terms of what, what I'm what hoping by the end of uh, this season, we'll be able to discuss that all next week. Well, yeah, I mean, you, you can probably burn through them faster, especially if you're watching while doing work, which plenty, those four serial killer episodes, you can definitely watch those while doing work. Uh, uh, Colony and Endgame are pay attention uh i don't really oh fearful symmetry is the fucking invisible elephant episode uh that's another one you can watch nicely at work dead calm i love i think it's a it's a it's a great uh self-contained episode and then uh humbug uh whatever how that's pronounced calisaria that's just all these next ones are all pretty self-contained and then soft lights vince gilligan's first episode so you should definitely watch that one uh, our town is uh, somewhat memorable, and uh, or that's Frank Spotless's first episode. So I think no, no, he already had episodes. He did Endgame, um, and then Anasazi is one of the best season finale cliffhangers. Oh, nice! Of all time. Cool. Well, I'm excited to get through the rest of the show. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. You have a lot to look forward to, and we have a lot more throwaway and to discuss. So don't worry, throw throwies. If you made it this far, we're still available at the Cool Boys Podcast at gmail.com. And we're we're we are here, and we want to believe you. We just need to go through this comment thread first and kind of figure out what we've already talked about, so we don't really overlap too many episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll look at it too, and just just read things that have been discussed already. Or, or yeah, or look at things that we haven't discussed, and maybe research other theories that are out there around them. But um, mostly last week's episode, I, I think we did overlap some content from the uh, first time we discussed. Yeah, that, maybe hurting our listens. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it's that. I think it's just more like I think what I, about that was that we needed that context for that episode. But also, I mean, we had no idea that they were going to go through and delete everything, <laughs> like everything. So we're now working off of cash. All right. Well, uh, this week's would you rather is would you rather fuck Scully butt or butt fuck Mulder? I'd rather fuck Scully because <laughs> she's a woman. Mm. Yeah, but I think Mulder might actually knows, know what's going yeah, on. He knows. Exactly. He knows. Uh, I, the over-under on whether or not David Duchovny's had sex with a man at least once is probably pretty high. Ooh. Cool Boy Nation. Or low, cool however over-unders work. Cool Boy Nation, email us any of your would-you-rathers by sending them to the Podcast at gmail.com. And Cool Boy Nation, email us at the Podcast at gmail.com. Throwies, do it. New episodes <gasps> come out on Fridays, uh, usually. 
like, be sure to like and subscribe, and the making and authorized distribution of this podcast allegedly support over 1,500 allegedly. jobs and involve hundreds of thousands of work hours. Be sure to Yay. review us on Apple Podcasts. We are now available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, and no longer YouTube. I also uh, listen to Batman and Beyond, which is available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud. And we're on CastBox, whatever the fuck that there's, there's is. A lot of repostings. Uh, SoundCloud, uh, Spotify, and YouTube, except it's not really on YouTube anymore, I don't think. And uh, no. thanks for, thank you for listening. Deny everything, <gasps> Cool Boy Nation. Until next time, it's Bizey's from felt because deny everything one the, one of the end tags it's yeah it's what, yeah so every every uh, episode is the truth is out there and then last season we had you know uh what was it um trust no trust one no was one. The, the season finale and this one ascension was deny everything yeah they, they, they change them up every, every so often yeah not too often but they do do it every once in a while and that's bodies from ballard <gasps> to be continued Right, that was a fun episode. I have to pee, so. You are standing American boy. Fire! You excelled in all things. Oh my god. You son of a bitch. Fire! See, I got a huge cock. Oh my god. So you can run and tell that. God damn. Oh boy. Get out of here. The whistles got woo.